Hey everybody, welcome back to their producers. Uh, episode 22, Matthew Forehand is back. You might remember him from our three-hour episode six. Um, yeah, <clears throat> good friend of mine. Lots of lots of fun on the show today. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't really know where else to go with that. He has no social media, so come see him do Tiny Blotters. Uh, <laughs> that's our that's our improv name, uh, our our team name. Uh, we perform on Sundays. Um, we'll be performing for the next two Sundays at, at least, um, eight o'clock at the Coalition. Coalition also has other shows. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Check it out at rvacomedy.com. Social media at rvacomedy. Uh, website rvacomedy.com. Classes are coming up. Shows. I think that's a good plug. Producerscast at gmail.com. At producerscast on social media. Producerscast.com. Um, email us. Follow. I don't care. Um, I forgot to take a picture again. Also, in case you do follow our social media. So it'll be just a picture of me tomorrow. Or today. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I gotta get this to Tom, so sorry Tom. Love you. Woke up and just felt right. Phone blown like a tailpipe. Today's schedule airtight. It's on a short day into a long night. See you soon if you got the heart. Meet you outside Rennie Park. Hurry up if it's getting dark. Won't say much and that says a lot. Hop into that old bands. Drop through that road ends. Good time with some old friends. I got just a thing if you're so tense. I want us go do something. She got me stoned as Medusa. Zoned out with a blank stare. I'm looking into the future. Ain't nothing gon' hold us, put the devil to the side Got an angel on my shoulder And I'm like, hello, it's good to finally let go I ain't worried about a thing, I just like to keep it mellow Yeah, I like to keep it mellow I smoke and keep it mellow I drink and keep it mellow Every day I keep it mellow Every day I keep it mellow You Yes, I do Are you kidding me? So you ate Popeyes. Mm, bad I was, choice. I was like, mm. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mention um, the Popeyes thing. Oh come on. Yeah. You knew I was going to. Of course you were going to, because that's what you do. <sighs> you always bring up Popeyes. <laughs> I was, I was, I don't know. I just, I was so hungry at work, and I, um, I was like, hey, they have a Popeyes. Fuck myself and. Yeah, apparently I don't like myself very much, so I'll go to Popeyes. And now I'm feeling... <laughs> so this but is... bananas and water will help. Bananas and... Well, you have your own water, so I'll drink your water. Yeah. Um, oh, damn. That, oh, is yeah. A, that, is a, that is a Chipotle bowl. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's in it? Oh. Slowly. No. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> we have white rice in a bowl with pinto beans, chicken, mild and medium salsa, and a good old spoonful of corn. No reason. Just now you describe what you got at Popeyes because the boats. <laughs> Way more disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, <laughs> wow. I got two, two extra large drumsticks. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you what I got when I went to Popeyes. Indigestion. <laughs> you don't even need, need to do that voice. 
Because you want to Popeye's motherfucker. Uh, it's no joke. It's not. It's real. That's my real life. Mm. Honestly, mistake. If we're going to go ahead and call it what it is, it's a mistake. I think it was James Hetfield of Metallica that came up with the very introspective line, My lifestyle determines my death style. You, sir, are going to die choking on Popeye's chicken. That or a triple bypass. Well, yeah, that that probably too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bananas are helping though. Hmm. The bananas do feel like they're helping. I have that weird like throat feeling, you know, just like not. I'm getting sick. Man, I might be getting sick. And the Popeyes was just like, <laughs> we're gonna advance this a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe so you sneezed all over your food when they gave it to you. Nope. Well, they wouldn't do it right in front of you. They, they, they knew exactly what I was going to order before I ordered it. That's why I always think it cookout. <laughs> it's like they're just back they there definitely like, do oops, something. drop my, drop the chicken nuggets. Whoops, <laughs> drop the fries. Ooh, better dust all that hair on the floor off of them. I'm going to go ahead and plug our, our, our cookout commercial. Cookout, your food is warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cookout, eh, your food will be warm. Yeah. We're warm? And uh, it's technically food, and we're open late. Here at Cookout, we're all about warm, edible food. <laughs> Have a good night. Warm, edible food-related materials. <laughs> this is a firm banana. This is like rel- like almost your girth. Mm-hmm. This is a girthy banana. It is not yeah. completely ripe. It's not, no, it's definitely not completely ripe. So. There's a little more banana. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a banana, it's a banana. What? When's the, last time, when's the last time you ate a banana? When's the last time I ate a banana? Um, I don't know, two months ago? I think the last banana Three I months ate. ago? I bought bananas probably a month ago. Probably didn't eat any of them. <laughs> probably got into the, the pantry one day and said, whoops. <laughs> Gotta throw those away. That's why I don't go shopping anymore. The only thing that's, literally the only thing that's... In my kitchen, that is mine, is um, mac and cheese, pasta, and uh, canned slash also frozen chicken. I think it takes more than eight minutes to make. No. Yeah. Mm. Never mind. Yeah. I put the the water on. I go back when I remember to go back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. And then I dump the noodles in. If you get a stir in right when you dump the noodles in, the noodles won't stick to the pot. You're good for eight minutes. Set a timer. Um, then you go back and throw, throw a little bag of cheese, splash of milk. You're going to get more. Is this Velveeta? Crap. What are you talking about? Crap. Crap. Ugh. I am... Ugh. Look, podcasting isn't paying the bills. Yeah, and apparently you aren't. <laughs> no, I am paying the bills. That's you're not paying I'm... the food bill that you should be paying to get the food that you need. No, you're right. Because you're buying Popeyes. <laughs> that was a mistake. Could I say that? Did we, mm-hmm. did we did we shit on Popeyes enough? Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little homesick. The whole mistake is... Well, yeah. That's not... Louisiana fast! Right to the toilet. That's what they mean by it. You know what's funny? You know how you've heard the phrase, like, my asshole's on fire. Mm-hmm. I literally had that feeling, like the real feeling of your asshole feeling on fire. Ew. That, it wasn't more, it wasn't ew, it was more like... <laughs> it was more divine. 
<laughs> was, if anything, I felt closer was, to God. It was Nirvana. Mm -hmm. Nirvana at its peak. Um, it was more... I Are mean, we talking like 91? 98 degrees. Nick Lachey in my butthole. I'm not joking, man. No. It was... I just think, uh, you know, I didn't, the new tarot, they kind of tapered I, off. I didn't have my rectal thermometer, so I really couldn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't collect the data, and I was driving. Which mm. was which was the scariest part? Cause I'm like, what oh. happens next? Like, Wait, so this was post this deposit. Was, this was uh, twenty minutes ago. <clears throat> this so this was. I have did you poop since then? You pooped and then your butthole was on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think I have anal, anal chlamydia? No, I think you have bad judgment. Mm -hmm. You went to Popeyes. <laughs> You had you could have gone anywhere in the world. It wasn't like you were like, oh, I'm gonna go here, but got, oh, uh, subway. <laughs> the line's too long. I'm not gonna go. And, you First know, of all, hey, Subway's so, gross. Popeyes is right next. To, you went to Popeyes. It wasn't like if a, you're gonna say subway. I'm at gross? the airport, and this is the only place I can eat, and I have to eat. I'm gonna be on a, in the sky for four hours. Louis C.K. thing, like, yeah, I voluntarily went to Popeyes. Can I tell you the first bad decision I made when I went to Popeyes? I didn't go through drive-through. You parked and went into Popeye's. I parked and went into Popeye's. And you ate the food. No, in there? no, I went to, back to my office. Oh, I didn't make. Oh, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not completely terrible. I'm just mostly terrible. Mm. Were you telling yourself like, "This is my workout for the day"? No, it was more like I think it'll be quicker. Uh, spoiler was there a alert! Line? It wasn't. There was a line for drive-through, and I didn't realize because there wasn't any cars. You know, they they share the same kitchen. Yeah. It's but, not going to be any faster. But I didn't see any cars <laughs> in the parking lot. Little did I know that this particular Midlothian Popeyes um, caters mostly to those without vehicles. Mm. How so? People didn't drive there. They walked there. Oh. So you went inside and it was a bunch of people? Yeah. Mm. So I waited way longer. Mm. That's um, cool. That, that means it's like a staple of the community. Popeyes. You bring people together. Yeah, that's what that means. To the toilet. Or those people are probably like impervious to it by now. <laughs> I was gonna say, because I used to have Popeyes. It was one semester where I had it like every Tuesday. And so, of course, me being optimistic, I'm like, oh yeah, this will be fine. It wasn't fine. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. On record. <clears throat> yeah, you see cookout like a lot. Mm -hmm. You can have their milkshakes. Huh? You can have their milkshakes. Yeah. Something's, something's weird about that. Because it's not, it's it's not food, real milk. It's food-like material. Mm -hmm. It's warm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the milkshakes are warm. <laughs> I yeah, one warm Snickers milkshake. <laughs> you got Oreo, I thought. You got Reese's, didn't you? I don't know what I got. I'm pretty sure you got Reese's because I got Oreo and I was super jealous. Mm -hmm. And then I try to put, I put a straw in it. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's too <laughs> thick. No, it's funny. I was our, um, I tried to do that. Remember the BK bit, Wendy's BK bit we did in the car. No. We were eating. No, was it? It was okay. I, so I tried to I tried to do this bit since to like people that I know. They just it doesn't come out right. Yeah, and so I'm trying. To, I want what you. What bit is it? For, wait, first of all, I just noticed <laughs> that you shaved. Thank God. Mm -hmm. so I just want to say that for you. you I know it's gonna be on the podcast, so you know. <laughs> What if I, I probably hey, shave? You don't know. You don't know if I'm doing video. Ew. 
Ew, Jonathan. <laughs> um, and you're having a lady friend come over here later? Whoa! Tom, edit that out. Jesus. Ew, Jonathan. Mm. Yeah, she's going to be coming in while I'm going out. I'm going to be like, watch out for the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't spoil that for me. <laughs> Take your pants off. You're on scare tactic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing it for bad TV or whatever fucking uh, Spike TV. That was it. Mm, Spike TV. Spike TV. <laughs> the what was the bit though? I don't remember. The bit was um, old guys. Old guy goes into a Wendy's. And oh yeah, and he wants a <laughs> he wants a Whopper. <laughs> he wants he wants chicken fries. He wants chicken fries. And, sir, we don't have chicken fries. Looks <laughs> like my money's no good here. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I, the only part I added to that, because that was all you, um, the only part I added was um, once he calms down, like they calm him down, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, I'm going to get some food. And he tries to order a Whopper, and then it just starts up again. Yeah. <laughs> but I tried to explain that, and, and nobody got it. But I'm like, that's hilarious. Confused yeah. old man doesn't know what he's doing. So much of comedy is context, though. And delivery, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if, if with a bit like that, if you're throwing it out, it should at least make sense. Like they didn't even get it. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's just the audience, TBH, which mm-hmm. is why I left it. Um, I left them unnamed. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was it tiny bladders? Did you try to tell tiny bladders mm-hmm. and nobody got it? Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, speaking of tiny bladders, hey, you're a tiny bladder. How's that going? Um, you want to explain it? You're a tiny bladder. I am. We are the tiny bladders. We are the OG tiny bladders. And know. a fiery anus. <laughs> you can start another team now. <laughs> hey guys, let's go to Popeyes and practice. <laughs> um, Fuck you. So, tiny bladders is our improv team that you and I started. Um, it was just us two as a duo. We went to... Um, we started doing duo sets together once a month. Labs. We did, yeah, labs. Nobody listening knows good to know what the lab is. I yeah, so every that. no, 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 no. We don't need to explain that. Every month we would, we do would set. every month we would do a set. <clears throat> the second one I canceled. The third one it was you, me, Smokey, and uh, Brittany. And then Patrick. right after that, Katie, the like art booking manager. I say art director um, sounds, but way way better. I forget what her actual actual title. Her actual title is in her email. I'll look um, it up while you talk. But, uh, yeah, then she asked us if we wanted to go to the next <clears> stage <throat> and go to the refinery so we could Refine. have a show every week. So, and then we recruited a bunch of people, and now we're, like, an eight-person improv group. Artistic and managing director. Oh. I was half right. You were half right. Yeah. We, yeah. Co- we covered the full thing. Yeah, so we're, we have, um, well, we have two more confirmed shows. Um, Apparently... You've been the one talking to her about that. Yeah, I guess I should. I have, I, I I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to like try to do more if we can. I think it was just. I don't think she sets them out that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think she'll ask us again. But this is um. Let me see. We're confirmed for the tenth and the seventeenth, so we have two more shows confirmed. Cool. And then uh, maybe they're doing other stuff for the holidays. Um, this has been incredible though. This has been oh Sunday the next the next ones are they're two holidays in a row, so they're probably not going to have refineries. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe in January, look at this. This has been one of the best experiences. I mean, just as a like, um, I don't want to say up and coming because that like implies potential, but just like in general, down so, and drowning. 
Yeah, as a, as a down and drowning like improv performer, as somebody's on the cusp of like being so encouraged by Coalition Theater that we're about to quit our day jobs and uh, sink further into poverty, <clears throat> um, it's been a great, great moment. Yeah, it's this is gonna be that thing we look back on and we're like, wow, why did we really think that that was the mistake? Yeah, this was the that point was where we lost we it. Yeah, shouldn't have. Yeah, I, yeah, I shouldn't have dropped out of that was college. A bad for that. idea. That was a bad idea. One semester. That's all I had left. <laughs> what do you go to school for again? Acting? Theater? <laughs> Human resource management. That's right. It's Patrick Allen that's going to something um, related to that theater or something. Human resource management. Yeah, yeah. improv's the first every kind of acting thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Or something similar. I don't, I don't really... I guess it's acting. I don't yeah. know. It was funny. Future uh, guest of the show... Anthony, uh, he he was the one who got you interested. Yeah, he, he's your future guest. Yeah, I haven't asked him yet, but I feel like he'll he'll be super good. <laughs> he'll eventually. I'm just saving up money. Eventually, he'll break. <laughs> My people are in heated talks with his people. His his agent just keeps sending back these offers with scribbles on it for more money. I said no, two hundred max. Yeah, Anthony 20. got me into it because I I cashier at a local grocery store. Sling some slang, and he used to come in pretty often. And I was familiar with him because of that. And then one day, this past summer, like five months ago, told him I was trying to get into comedy. He told me to come out to Coalition Theater for one of the kind of like um, non-committal shows. No, I didn't. I've never been to a free view. But uh, it was John Belia Jam, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, my first my first game was the game where they sit you down in a chair, and then they have two people behind you um, having a conversation. They touch you to finish the, the sentence. sentence. Yeah, was that the one where I think I remember you going to that? I think we went. That was my first jam too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we went to the same one. I think we did. Because I remember you going up, and I, was, I thought I thought you had been doing it for a while. Because you looked really comfortable. Yeah, no, I was on the verge of crying. I don't remember if it was that one or the next one that you or somebody else couldn't think of something funny, and so you went with poop. That was me, yeah. Was that mm-hmm. the first one or the second one? That was the first one, yeah. That was the one you were sitting in the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said, yep. you said poop-related jokes. And they went with it. It was funny. Yeah, and it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, touched me and said, like, nice cold, like, nice tall glass of, and I said poop, because I literally was so nervous I was blanking and yeah. just reverted to, like, middle school humor <laughs> because of how Farts. awkward I felt. I felt like I was back in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was fun, and then that's how I got into improv. We took one on one together. Yeah, we um, did. I've been right. an, imp- an intern there at Coalition <clears throat> Theater, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy. I wish I could do it more often, mm-hmm. but hey, soon with Refinery, it's we've been able to do it once a week at least. And now with practice and Refinery, we might, we might be able to do it twice a week. Yeah, it's been really, <clears throat> really, and also I think just having like. I mean, Katie believes in us, and, like, having, like, people around us, like, 
It's just overall, it's been a really good experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm super excited to see what what lies for us for the for the TBs in 2018. Mm-hmm. For wait, what? For the TBs. The TBs. Oh, I. I was about to say, buddy, what? TV? Yeah. We've got at least a year until we're on television. <laughs> that's the that's the stretch goal. <laughs> Come that's on. the stretch goal. Six months or bust. Really. Yeah. Um that's yeah, all exciting. I just wish, man. Yeah, big bosses, you can open for us. Huh? Yeah, big bosses, <laughs> you can open for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we'll see if we can pencil you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess y'all did encourage us. <laughs> yeah, I guess you inspired us, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That's honestly like <clears throat> for me I feel like with anything previously that I've had going on in life hobby wise, I've always thought of like this big end, like grand grandiose goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if that's a word. I think the word is... Big goal. Randoise. Like, yeah. oh, I'm into music when I'm, you know, getting a guitar yeah. at the end of middle school. Be in a band. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be in a touring band. I'm going to win a fucking Grammy. <gasps> Whoa, you go all the way to the yeah. top. But with this, <clears throat> I'm just really excited. Because it, it might not even happen. It's It might be, like, a stretch, which is weird to say. But... I like in my mind I just think the coolest thing would be to get a a weekly weekend like Friday or Saturday night show even if we're just in it but in also to like maybe be a house team see the the thing is it's like those are goals but like it's not it's it's kind of like with this experience it's been it's keeping us at the current goal that we are like we we had planned to try to get a team together when we both finished 401 we had yeah. no we were like let's wait till we get through it and then we can't. We got the offer, and I was like, "Well, we gotta roll with it. You can't just not take it." Yeah, because it was just you and me at first, and mm-hmm. like we had. And then then we had like no offense, but it was like that what? first time was just like, I feel I feel like two person improv is infinitely harder mm-hmm. than any anything plus. Yeah, and I mean the whole goal for so, us being the bladders was to like learn was yeah. to get up there and do and and and, and I've I've said it before like we would go up and we would have a bad set, and then we would just grow from it and, like, take it to the next set mm-hmm. and try to improve on it. <clears throat> but, um, I think, I think that, um, yeah, with this, with this, with improv and, like, what we have going on, it's keeping us, it, we can't think too far ahead. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, the, the, it would be really nice to have, like, be on, on the ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, like tiny bladders, ambassadors, big bosses, or tiny bladders, Da Vinci, whatever. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, eventually, not like right away, but just like that's the goal. I want to get to the point where it's like yeah, we're good enough to be like a house team. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, that again, it's a far off goal. But like the goal for me now is like, um, can we get more refinery shows? Can we uh, can we be open for? You know, can we move up a, a slot? Um, yeah, but also but like, even then it's like I'm still thinking in the context of like can we get a solid crew together? Can we get a practice going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we get a practice going? Can we get a crew of people <clears throat> that not only is funny and committed but also like diverse and uh, you know has like a wealth of like when I go up on stage like we talked about this before I don't mm-hmm. want to get up on stage and have it be like hey everybody where are the six white guys and a white girl 
Like, you know, I want to have, like, Hey, there's more, there. there's more other people than there are white guys. Look at this team. Oh, yeah, I can relate to this. Like, I, no, I want to... Yeah, yeah. I, I just think for anything, it's like... I think one of the coolest things I've seen at the theater... Probably, probably the coolest thing I've seen at the theater, um, off the top of my head, was when Jim Zarling uh, performed with, like, this young girl that he knew, I think, through, like, a, uh, maybe, like, a summer camp thing that mm -hmm. he does. Um, and this girl was probably, like, 12, 13. And, um, yeah, she she came out and performed, um, I think, a lab set with him or something like that and uh you know just just seeing her being able to connect with that at such a young age and having so much fun with it i feel like i really feel like improv could be used as a tool to give kids something to focus on and have an outlet for at a young age when when i was that young like in middle school I honestly was, like, really depressed and anxious about everything. Mm -hmm. um, like, home life was, like, rough. Like, my parents were on the verge of getting a divorce. My dad was, like, a really angry person back then and lashed out a lot <clears throat> at me and my mom. And uh, if I, I feel like if I had, especially in high school, if I would have had improv, I, 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 like, wonder if it would have helped me. And I think it really would have. Um, that's just something that I think is kind of like a fruitless thought to kind of explore. But I can sit there and say, you know, I think it'd be really cool to try and somehow get, uh, try to somehow get it so maybe we could be a team that, like, um, inspires young kids somehow and i think the best way to do that would be to have like a diver diverse team and of course that's something that's like way further beyond like i just want to be a house team but mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean i mean to i mean i'm not a young kid and i but i totally agree with everything you said but like you know seeing seeing performers and stuff inspired me so it definitely mm -hmm. could inspire somebody else who mm -hmm. this is something for them like I well mean, i'm even thinking of just like vcu like mm -hmm. campus, I feel like I feel no, like what if, if they... someone goes to a show and they see us perform, they're like, "Hey, I, Sunday, let's go to a show, whatever." Like, okay, let's see the first act, and then yeah, hey, they're doing it. I could do it too, you know. Yeah, you exactly. Know. And like, I mean, if I, if I would have, um, if I would have known about Coalition earlier on in college, I think I would have gone out for it. And um, you know, it's just been such a positive thing. I think, I think it's. Uh, I think it's worth it for us to try and bring, like, a diverse team together if we can. But the whole thing for me is just, like, it's... It's weird talking about coalition stuff. Um, just because I feel like a lot of the people who actually know about the podcast are people associated with the theater. Nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, nobody listens. Okay, then, okay, we're cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just, um, I really feel like... Like, I, we've talked to Katie, and Katie has said that she likes how Coalition Theater is, like, a hole-in-the-wall kind of, like, gem place that people don't really know about. And then when mm -hmm. they find it, they're like, oh, my gosh, look at this awesome little place I found. And I understand that, and that's endearing, but, like, I just, I feel like Coalition Theater, at least for, like, um, new people trying to come in and start up stuff, it's like, 
you really don't really have you don't really have like a I don't think you have as it's great hard, of a wealth of options. It's hard to get in. Well, it's not that it's hard to get in. I think that it's just um like there's so many people in the theater that are great improv artists that are just like I feel like unapproachable in a sense of like starting a team. Mm-hmm. Even people like Phil and Anthony and Laura and Angela, I didn't think that they yeah. would actually want to do stuff Zero with percent. us. 0%. Yeah. 0%. <clears throat> and then so that was really surprising. That first show was just a really really fun experience um but i just um i I mean i guess we'll see as this next year comes but uh i really want to see just more people coming out i've been telling as as many people as i can there's like a coworker of mine that um that might come out to like a jambalaya jam and Mm -hmm. she might she might do stuff at the theater and it's just you know i just i think it I think it would be cool if more people were involved on the ground level of it in terms of, like, people who are just in 101, 201, trying to get to that point of doing a house team. Because I feel like a large percentage of the theater are people who have been there for, like, a year or two Mm -hmm. and who are already, to an extent... Accomplished. Yeah, accomplished, established within Mm -hmm. the theater. And, like, like, you know. I think Katie is open to that. I think that's for 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 the first thing. That's why we got a slot. Because mm-hmm. I think she does like that. I think she does want that. Yeah. But also, I think it's about... I don't know. I can't... Yeah, I, can't I don't, I don't want to speak for Katie, for sure. Um, you can quote Katie on this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I definitely feel that, too. Like, the first person I talked to at the theater was Ryan. And he felt completely unapproachable until I said, hey. And then he was extremely approachable. And as I've been there, people who are still extremely unapproachable um, have slowly turned into more approachable as I've been there a lot. And it's taken a lot of time and appearances and walking by them to eventually say, you Mm -hmm. know, hey, you don't know me, but I'm this person. Mm -hmm. Now, I think, you know, Jim might know my name and uh, I introduced myself to Blue at Friendsgiving or whatever. Yeah. How was that, by the way? It was fun. It was really fun. It was, it was awkward for me because there were so many people there and I knew who all of, they, all of them were. <laughs> but nobody knew you. Nobody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. So I mostly, uh, you know, awkward party person, like, channeled that and just hung out with people that I recognized and knew mm-hmm. or hung near people who came and sat next to me for accidental reasons. Was it mostly coalition people? I'd say it was coalition people. Uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. <clears throat> when was it? The Tuesday before Thanksgiving? Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought were... that was cool because you obviously weren't going to be going back for Thanksgiving home, you know? No, I did go home. Oh, that's right. You went to Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. But it was way more fun than <clears throat> yeah. for Thanksgiving. I wish I would have <clears throat> been invited. <clears throat> you were totally invited! No, I'm saying not by you. No, that's one of those things I wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Gone. I would. Yeah, I I wasn't invited by anybody who came. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just joking, but I mean, I'm I would, sure. I, I mean, I would I would have liked to. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just joking, but you know, I would. You know. I guarantee. Yeah, you would have. You've definitely been invited. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't talk to anybody on accident. I accidentally talked to Grace the weekend before. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, yeah. I also I don't think I was very present at the theater for like the week and a half before two weeks. You've been before. busy. You've been super busy. Yeah, and I just wasn't interning at for maybe I wow. Anyways, it is, uh, they're, they're, you know, it's cool to be in that little community. Mm-hmm. But, I um, love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Just, also beyond people being 
unapproachable to start teams. It's like so many people already involved in at least a team mm-hmm. or an act that you know it's. Um, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a bummer being like uh, being ambitious to an extent, and my girlfriend is calling me. Answer um, on the podcast. Turn on the speaker. Answer. Oh really? Turn on speaker. No. <laughs> Hello. On. Oh my goodness. No one's taking a phone call since Will. What's up? Episode four. Put it on speaker. Tell her. He didn't phone. either. Um. Yeah, I know. It was fucking ridiculous. Okay. It's your mama. Uh, I'm just, uh, chilling with John, uh, being a guest on his podcast. There you go. Azure, be be put on speaker. Jonathan. Wait a moment. You've already name dropped on the show before. Yeah. Who wouldn't? She's great. Um. Yeah, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah. Um, would you want to talk later? Yeah, are you... Like 10 o'clock. She's going to the library because you're going to be more productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This could all be on speaker. Wouldn't be worth it. This is not worth it. <laughs> This is not going to be cool. Um, well, <clears throat> let uh, me, um, Tana, I'm actually, I was going to go to the library and uh, work on a crib sheet for my test tomorrow mm-hmm. um, oh, when I was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, dude, seriously, <laughs> chill, dude, 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 I will walk off your podcast, brah, um, cryptology test, brah, I, um, I'm going to the library later, so I'll call you when I get out of here and just see what's up. Um, sorry, Jonathan's being very, uh, very controlling right now. Uh, so. Alright, okay, I'll talk to you in a bit. Mm-hmm. Alright, love you. Bye. Mm-hmm. How's Azure mm-hmm. doing? What's oh, up? by the way, Azure, um, don't worry, his mom doesn't even listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> how is Azure doing? Um, she's good. Just then a semester, so it's like a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But everything's going good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's my favorite, favorite thing to talk about. Relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a cherry. Cherry mm-hmm. berry. Oh, I, I know what I color know. Tootsie Pop I'm grabbing. Yeah, this is an orange one. I know what that Grape? Is. This is a blue. That's not purple. Is this purple? That's blue. Fuck it. Alright. You don't know your Tootsie Pops. You thought <clears throat> there was a purple Tootsie Pop? It's grape! Grapes are purple! Come on! There has never been a grape. Are you fucking- Oh, it is grape, but it's blue. Jesus. I kn- that's literally the conniption I'm having right now. <clears throat> you didn't know- But how do you not know it's a blue rap? Hmm. We're on the same team here. You didn't know either. Apparently not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Same sheet of music. Um. A lot of potential sponsorships opportunities. Oh my gosh. Um. But yeah. Shout out to Tootsie Pop. Has <laughs> um, it been sitting here since week two of the NFL season? September? 
Wait, are these ones that I bought? Mm-hmm. What? You think I just go through Tootsie Rolls and replenish? I guarantee you. I have not had a single Tootsie Pop. I guarantee you that has the, that's the fifth bag of Tootsie Pops you've gone through <laughs> since week two of the NFL season. <laughs> I go through about a bag a week. Yep. See, I can tell. This one's been here since week two of the NFL season. Because I can tell from all the sweat that is keeping me from being able to quickly take off this wrapper from you feverishly plunging your hands into this mug full of Tootsie Pops. In order to calm yourself before field goals. Oh, we had another game-winning field goal last night. Oh, oh. oh man. Did you see? Oh, come on. Did you see? Come on, Big Ben. Please. Show them <laughs> how big you are. <laughs> no, but I, I saw your... That's not your... Stat, you, I saw your Snapchat, so I think. Mm -hmm. Well. But, um... Yeah. Um... We were just about to dive into relationships, but it seems you may be hesitant. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Mm. I would rather talk about Coalition and stuff. That stuff is more, um... Don't worry. We have an hour, um... Oh, God damn it. Like, 40 minutes. Give or take cool. 10. So we can get into all of it. Cool. What do you want to talk about? Um, so, I think it's this Friday. 10 o'clock. Oh, I think I should... I think I should My Vieri, Mieri, Fieri holiday. I'm going to that. You're going to that? Um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm definitely, I want to, unless something happens. That's why, I, like, that's why I moved practice. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, yeah. That looks funny. Did you see the, the picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Did you, they did you awesome. see them go up, um, uh, I can't remember what. I haven't been to much shows recently, and I haven't interned in, like, two weeks, so. It was a Halloween show. It was the one where, I don't remember his name, the guy who taught the sketch class. Bo Cribs. Bo. He was um, Ted Kennedy or somebody. No, I did not see this. And um, there were three. There were two Guy Fieri's. Them, mm -hmm. uh, Casey and Elliot. Were they dressed up? Yeah, same same oh. same costumes. Oh, cool. And then there was a third Guy Fieri in the audience. It was like a person, and they brought two people on stage. <laughs> so there was three Guy Fieri's. Oh my gosh. On stage. Nice. Um, however, the guest Guy Fieri did not do um, their research. They didn't know what donkey sauce was. They didn't know. They didn't say gangster once. <clears throat> but but Casey and Elliot, they know what the fuck they're doing. Holy I was about shit. to say, I'm sure they have watched many diners, drive-ins, and dives. It was because I don't even know what donkey sauce is. It's just like a sauce he has. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know what it was until they said it. So I'm not. Mm. I'm not trying to pro pro proclaim that mm. I'm anything special. Yeah. I, am. I think that's cool, though, because <clears throat> I've been wanting to try to think of, like, a show idea outside mm -hmm. of improv. I feel like that would be easier for us to be able to get a show with, but mm -hmm. I just can't think of a good idea. It'll come to you. Yeah. I mean, like, why not, like, I was just look at, looking up at your uh, WWE United States champion belt up there. <clears throat> I had been thinking of, like, a, a wrestling thing, mm -hmm. just, like, very vague. Um, I don't know. I've just been thinking about wrestling. I've just been thinking about, like, sweaty men and... Tootsie Pops. And Tootsie Pops. <laughs> but, um, just, like, random ideas like that, but nothing, like, that's actually, like, wow, that could actually be a show. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think that that would be an easier way to get a, sh uh, a slot. I if it was good. 
I just feel like, I, I feel like the, the um, doing the refineries and the labs and whatnot, <clears throat> the smaller sets, like, really is helping me grow as a performer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I like being where I'm at. I want to get through the rest of the classes before I really try to make a point to get a show, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I personally... I per, like... I don't see the the advancements of the class for me as a necessity to actually like doing stuff in the mm -mm. theater, you know, like. Well, that's because you're really good at improv. I feel like I. Well, need... not even just improv, but it was like that. Like I'm good at everything. I'm good. I'm good. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Here, wait. Let me get my mom. Here, let me call my mom. Mom, am I special? <laughs> um. No, please, but like. Please call your mom on the show. No. I'll call my mom on the show. Aww. She's in bed. Shorts at four in the morning. Oh, I was going to say something messed up. <laughs> um, and I'm like, no. I'm like, wait, his mom might listen to this podcast. My mom has asked. Um, what's, the, what's the link to your bloggy thingy? Mm -hmm. Direct quote. Thanks, mom. You think I'm running a blog here? Is that what you think, mom? So now I'm a blogger. What is this, 2004? How cool would it be to get on, like, the the um, ground floor of, like, a huge sensation like that? Because you've had, like, you can think of, like, I can think of a few off the top of my head. Blogging was a big one at, like, you know, turn of the millennia. Um, Twitter? Bitcoin. Twitter, no. Twitter's not, because Twitter, it's like, what, you're going to have followers. Like, that's that's something I wouldn't care about. But, like, blogging, it's, like, actually, like, a... I feel like people probably, there are probably bloggers from the early 2000s who have careers now still because of what they did during like, the blog. Like Tom bubble. and MySpace? Have we sold MySpace for like... Yeah. Um, yeah. Social media. Yeah. Uh, social media like platform like that. Um, yeah. Bitcoin. Uh, gosh. What was the other one I was just thinking of? Um, even stuff like YouTube, you know? Mm -hmm. It'd be cool, but it's like ASMR is another one. How are you going to get in on ASMR, though? How do you get in on it? How, on the, like, as it's coming up, how do you get in on early stage ASMR? Like, it's a thing. It's not, it's like, I, it's like I, my problem with blogging. It's like, it's not something that you can capitalize on. It's something that you do and everyone else does and then does better. Yeah, no, but that's what, exactly, but that's what it is. And that's what I mean. It's like, because. Oh, you want to be a footnote on a Wikipedia page. The first blogger was Matthew Foy. No, no, no. I think it'd be cool to go on, like, the ground level of, like, you just so happen to get into a hobby that, you know... Takes off right With something that you heard it. about. Yeah, and then, like, all of a sudden it, like, just took off. Like, you know, like, maybe some... I don't know. Some guy who was, like, really into drones when they first came out and did YouTube videos, and then... Uh, drones blow up. Yeah, and then drones blow up, and then he becomes, like, somebody who's getting, like, a bunch of views a on YouTube because people... Pioneer of drones. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, just go to HR Fizzy Bits. He's got the best YouTube page for drone tutorials on how to build, like, an XE. He did them for, like, four class. years before they even got popular. It was crazy. He was yeah, good. he's, like, he was, dude. Like, HR League of Legends. Bits. League of Legends, dude. People that were playing... Uh, like, if you're actually good, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people in the pro scene... Uh, with League of Legends now, um, 
or people that got in when it first got popular that are like terrible in comparison to how good the players are now. You know, and the same with probably Counter Strike. I'd imagine. Uh, did you, you follow know? competitive Call of Duty at all? You know, you but you know who Nate Shot is. Uh, yeah, I've heard the name. He's like terrible, mm-hmm. but he got in early, and he had some mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. early on. And so now he's got a name that's like synonymous. Yeah, huge, mm-hmm. huge. He owns a team now. Mm-hmm. He does unboxing videos. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that snap I sent out like uh, around uh, early October? Oh yeah, you. That was a good snap. That was a bug. I think I. That was a good snap. I, I sent out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you remember that snap I sent back? Jeez, uh, what was it? Must have been like February second of two thousand thirteen. You remember, son of a bitch. And I don't know, maybe two thirteen p.m. Something like that. Do you remember that snap? Do you actually remember this? I don't know. No, all you told me was. Do you remember that snap I sent? You know, back in early October video. of an unboxing video. No, I. No. I definitely, I did, I did like a mock, like, um, it's my unboxing video. Dude, we should do boxing videos. (laughs) 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 How how dope would that be? I want to see if that exists. Sorry in advance for the... (laughs) I'm sure, but that's the whole thing. It's like, people come up with ideas, and then somebody else has already done this idea. Mm -hmm. They're on the ground floor of boxing videos. You were just on YouTube, and instead you opened up a new tab. <laughs> I'm not leaving the other to tab. To get to Google. I'm not leaving the other tab. <clears throat> okay, it's just showing boxing videos. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, it'd be, it'd be, you know. Maybe no one's done it before. We just have to find a way to get it. That's why people have wait, done it before, wait, but those wrestling, wrestling and, bo- and putting things in boxes. There's something there. Dude. Nah, you're forcing it. I still, like, want, I still want to do our RVA Today podcast. What? Remember that thing we did that one night? After the oh, sex? Yeah. 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 I was, I mean, I was just thinking about it uh, on the way over here. I think it'd be really fun to do, like, find somebody else who also is, like, really into, like, Anthony. He's been, he is into improv. A lot. He, um, he's not really on a team anymore, or he's on, he's on his Grandma's class club. team, yeah. But he wants to get on like a, you know, seems like he wants to get more involved into things. But get somebody like him and start like a improv podcast. Because like I said, um, what got me into improv was Hello, Hello from, from the, the Magic Tavern. Tavern. And that, um, gosh, I started listening to it again like last week. Mm-hmm. And I just forgot how funny it is. Because I only got up to like, like episode 70 something. Mm-hmm. And, um, my cousin's, like, burned through all of them and is, like, uh, like, they're doing the second season now. But he says, it, like, they do a lot of cool stuff with the story going into season two. Like, they kind of craft it into a story. But, um, yeah, that, that to me, that would be the coolest thing, I think. If you came up with a cool idea for, like, a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we have one. RBA Today. Yeah, True. That's a good but how many voices and characters do you think I could do? A lot. <clears throat> yeah. Bring probably. someone. Bring one other person in. You like double the voices. <clears throat> yeah. And then you give somebody a name and character that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you gave me what Tony Monstrosity or that was you or something. Something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, I think you. Could, I think that's something that could totally be done. Mm-hmm. It's just about timing. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can try it out. It's just one of those things that's kind of hard at the beginning of, like, an idea that's, like, that 
that especially involves multiple people to push through the awkward introductory stage of it not working, you know, and getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is working. Wow. We actually have something here. But, mm, like, uh, like the improv class, first couple times I felt like we met up, it was just like, awkward. It was like, I had fun and it was fun for me, but I could tell there were some people who were just like, really awkward. Fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is, mm -hmm. this is my worst nightmare. I thought Louis legit hated me. Yeah. He did. Uh-huh. I know. And he does. Yeah. No, but, like, uh... Smokey? Yeah, Smokey. Um, but she's super funny. And so was Lou by the end of it. Lou no, was funny. Yeah, Lou's, I mean, everyone was great. Everybody was great by the end of it. <clears throat> but that's the whole thing. It's like, you can't... The only, the only reason why those people push through is because uh, most of them who did push through that weren't already, like... So you were either an intern and you were, like, committed to it, or you're, like, that one girl who, like, dropped out for whatever reason. She was an intern. Oh, yeah, we had people drop out. Nora. Coalition Carlos... <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah, but he dropped out of the first one. She dropped out after like a few classes. But most of the people that were in there, yeah, it was other like people drop out too. Anyways, um, people were like committed to it because it was like, well, I spent like 180 bucks on this. I might as well finish it out. Mm -hmm. Eventually, got to the point of liking it. But imagine trying to get people to push through something that's like they're taking time out of their free time to do something. That at the beginning's not working. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely doing something like that. Trying to like, I think coming into winter break, I'm getting really excited, um, just because I've had a lot of ideas over this semester, but I haven't been able to do anything with them and like build on them because I've been so busy. But now, you know, I'll have about a month to um, fuck around. Yeah, a month to just kind of, you know, diddle with the, the ideas. Because mm -hmm. there's an idea in there somewhere. Up in the snogging. What are you, you know? going for? Like a show or like a, a funny thing? Dude, I literally just want to be part of... I just want to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. No, but seriously, I just want to be a part of something that's actually like... Uh, funny. You know. A knock at the door. Really? Yeah, is your, is your girl early? Mm. I'll go check. Keep them, keep them entertained. Um, yeah, so how I met Jonathan, um, it's actually an interesting story because uh, at the time I, um, I actually, you know, met him before improv class. Um, I was on Tinder this past summer before I met my girlfriend. And, um, his profile showed up one day, um, and I liked it, you know, it's like a joke, and, and then we matched, and I was like, this, what? You know, this, this is, you know, goofy, I'll message this guy, and I messaged him. I was like, you're not a woman, you know, you're not, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I put on Tinder, I'm, I'm here looking for, uh, for women, man-seeking woman, and, um, and he was just like, you know, dude, I just, I'm new in town. I'm so fucking lonely. Can you please just hang out with me? I'll pay you 20 bucks. And I didn't. But then eventually we got to improv class and I was like, that's that guy from Tinder. And then we, uh, we started hanging out. I did not come off, um, very cool in that story. 
Yeah, I know. It was a lie. It was mostly a lie. We met in improv class. Um, I have seen guys on Tinder before. <clears throat> Even though I have it set to women only. Yeah. Yeah, that would When I had you. Tinder, I felt like I was present tense those past tense. Mm-hmm. Meant to be past tense. When I when had, I had Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Back in the Tinder days. I, um, I deleted the app, but I didn't delete my account. I'm wondering if that's going to, like come back to bite me and i've so been thinking of like reopening like redownloading the app to like delete my account but then i'm like could that cause a problem what kind of problem would it cause i don't know you know some crap you know with azure well yeah so i got a girlfriend now i'm in a why don't you, you know, just tell her like hey i'm gonna sign in and delete my account i have to have a conversation with john about it because we are yeah. having a conversation. i was actually thinking about it um um, <clears throat> I, I re-download to see a conversation that I had on there, because I don't remember, because I may or may not have had, anyway, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> just instant, like, deer in the headlights of realizing, like, I'm about to, like, I should not be revealing this much, <laughs> I need to pull this back, abort, abort, um, so I went redownloaded it, and then I got a text from somebody. So I need to know if, like, I had actually talked to this girl that I went up to in the store the other day and said, "Hey, I talked to you on Tinder." <sighs> she didn't say anything back, so I went on there to see if she was gonna just message me and be like, "Hey, I was shy. <laughs> you were so handsome in person that I, I couldn't speak." Um. Don't speak. I know just what you think. Okay. Um. So I had to redownload it, and I got a text from somebody who also I had met on Tinder, and they were like, did you redownload your Tinder app? And I'm just like, whoa, chill out. That's true. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so apparently... How can they tell? I have no idea, but it, that's the second time in conversation that has come up that you can tell when someone re-logs into their profile for a while. And I don't know how, because I feel like I would have seen that. Yeah. That's There's so no, like, strange. status or anything, so, excuse me, I have no idea. Yeah, that is super weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, so that just made me think of that. Tinder's now like a pay-to-win game. You can yeah. like pay to see the likes it's now. It's so stupid. I thought that was pretty... It's smart for as a business, but as a consumer, it was very frustrating. Back when I started yeah. going on Tinder, yeah. you couldn't swipe, pay swipe, for the likes. Swipe, all You had to long. swipe till your thumb was about to fall off. <laughs> You, I remember when they first introduced running out of likes. That was that was a bummer. Mm-hmm. But dude, you know that there was people who were probably on there for hours. I some I depressed guy until like in his bed, just like stone, just like ages no, eighteen no, to ninety nine. Yes. This was back when I was in college, so that make them um, eighteen to ninety nine, distance zero to max like. Oh, dude, 18 swipe, 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 to to whatever the max, to 99, 99 plus. Yeah, I think, man. I think, I think it's actually 50 plus, but. Dude. Mm. That's my range, bro. Hey, that's man. what I'm into. You know. That's what, that's my fetish. She might be old, but she know how to, she know what she's doing, you know. <laughs> and she gives me cookies when we're done. I've never matched with an older woman. I did. And yeah. we were messaging each other back and forth, and I was just like, I didn't know where to go. She was like 38, had moved here from California, and she like, she ended up unmatching me, probably because like it wasn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. You ever, you ever it's have It's hard a... to know where, you don't just want to be, you know, straight up like, you know. Let's fuck. Let's fuck. But also, I'm just like not, I was mm-hmm. not in yeah. that headspace of wanting to mm-hmm. do that. I mean, 
Yeah, I definitely agree. You ever, do you ever, did you ever have like a really awkward Tinder date? Mm-hmm. Let's hear about one. It was the only one that I had besides Adrew. She was my second person that I went on a date with. But this girl I had two dates with. Um, so at the bottom of my Tinder profile, it has a quote from the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And um, Of course it does. Yeah, of course. It says, what do you get when you cross an owl and a bungee cord? And she messaged me with like a GIF of Kung Pao because you can message GIFs on the Tinder the tender messaging. Well, was that the movie with the chick with three boobs? One boob. I knew it was an odd number of boobs. Yeah, her name was One, I think. Okay. One. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. She messaged me, and that's like, that is honestly, I would have to say, my favorite movie of all time simply because, like, uh, I don't think it's the best movie of all time at all, but it's just. Yeah. Uh, there I, was a time in high school, <clears throat> really high school, where I could quote every single line of that movie. I love and, that. And, um,. Everybody's got a movie like that, you know? That's, like, really near and dear to them. Uh, but, so, we were... I went on a date with her, even though, like, I feel like I... <clears throat> I feel like from her photos, I didn't feel, like, very attracted, attracted to her. her. Mm -hmm. But I was also just like, I mean, people are different in person, you know? And she true. won you over with the with the. Yeah, so I was like, she'll probably be cool. And then I met up with her. Um, funny enough, my... Uh, first day with her my first tinder date was my first time at coalition theater was back in like july early july i think or maybe was it for a kgb June. show no it was for um second best comedy fest mm -hmm. and we saw like a really awesome set and i i had gone it's funny that i think about it now but i've been thinking of getting into comedy but i was like too scared for whatever reason, and just, like, you know, anxious and, mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of depressed and, um, and so I ended up, like, going to Coalition because it was, like, my creative Tinder date location thing of, like, something <laughs> different that was, you know, fun and something they wouldn't do, you know, mm -hmm. and so went there, had a great time. She was, like, she had come from, like, a, a brewery crawl with her friends and been drinking all day so she was drunk oh and my she god was, so, so she was not social though <clears throat> she was not like she was, was talking to everybody huh she wasn't like hey i'm debbie to what? like the person next to you no no she just was no with me she just like wasn't like we would talk and like be saying stuff and then like it was it felt like an interview almost where i was asking her like so uh you like studio ghibli stuff Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and then she'd say her piece, and then it'd just be like she'd start looking around, and um, and so with the second day, I was just like, you know, I'll see if she wants to go on a second date. Like this is like two weeks later. I was like, two you know, weeks? A week? Two weeks? I don't know. That there's a difference. I th I honestly can't remember. Um, uh, undetermined amount of time later. Yeah, probably a week. I don't yeah, know. Undetermined. Um, like hey, you want to go? Um. And we went on a date. We went and got uh, pho for dinner, early dinner. And I just remember, like, we were talking. It's just, like, I realized halfway through that she had not smiled or laughed at any of my jokes, like, the whole time. And it's not even, like, I was, like, uh, so, uh, knock, knock. You know, like, we were just talking, and I was saying stuff that any one of my friends would have been laughing at, mm -hmm. or at least chuckled at. At least a pity giggle at. At least the, the typical way, like, 
Haha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even get that out of her. Apparently, she didn't have like a default. <laughs> and uh, and so I realized that it wasn't going anywhere. Asked for the check, um, and we're just chilling there, still just kind of talking. And then somehow she got on the subject of we got on the subject of Netflix, and I had said something about my roommates watching stuff. She's like, "Oh my gosh." I've been subjected to so much Netflix that, like, shows I don't like because my roommate will watch Netflix in the living room. She's like, like, The Office. Oh, my gosh. And she started going into how she, like, hates The Office, but how she's had to watch so much The Office because her roommates watch it. And then I was just like, oh, you know, oh, really? You don't like The Office? And she's like, yeah, I just hate that kind of humor. Like, It's Always Sunny. I hate that show. Oh! And I was just like, I knew then and there, I was like, this isn't going to work. This is over. This isn't going to work. This is over. Yeah. So that was... Holy um, shit. Yeah. That was it. What, what, where is joy? Like, what joy do you have in life if you don't like those two shows? Like, those are quintessential humor shows. Her justification, which I understand, but I personally don't... There's no doubt. ...is that she was saying how awkward it was. Like, she likes Parks and Rec because... It's awkward, but it's also awkward. It's not insane amounts of awkwardness. Where The Office, it's always sunny, gets actually insane. The Office gets, like, really awkward to where it's, like, really cringy at parts. And then Parks and Rec gets awkward, but not to the point where you're, like... I will say I I cannot watch Scott's Tops. Yeah. I I need someone with me to watch that episode. But that's the only one. The rest of them, I love it. Yeah, I mean, well, the one that I've, I've seen, a f- I've probably seen more than any other episode, and I just can't watch it, because every time I watch it, it's just like, it's not funny anymore, because I know it's going to happen, is the one where they... The they, koi, koi pond? Uh, no, it's the flat screen TV where they bring them to the dinner. Uh, Jim, Jim <laughs> and Pam come to dinner. The, the, like, and then the teenage Dwight, TV. And, yeah. Mm, an oaky afterbirth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. That one... Oh. The first time I watched it, it was it's, it, incredible, but... I can understand after watching it so many times, it gets mm-hmm. terrible, but, like, that is genius comedy mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. Genius. Because mm-hmm. we've all been around people who fight in front of... Uh, couples who fight in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. You know, I would say I don't know if I've ever really been... In... you never... Oh, it's terrible. I don't know if I've ever... Yeah. I've also been that couple. I've been a part of that couple for a couple of events. Not events. Occasions. It's terrible. It's not yeah. fun. It makes you. It really makes you judge yourself and like re- reevaluate some shit. Oh yeah, I imagine. Being um, like gas, <clears throat> gaslit. I guess would be the the tense. Being like gaslit all the time. Yeah. 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 By a partner, that'd be horrendous. Yeah. It's That's hard enough being with like a supportive partner and just not having, like you know, at least for me, you know, mm-hmm. anxious thoughts, uh, from from getting to me. You know, just life. It's so funny. Actually, I, 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 had, I had trouble with that yesterday with anxious thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to reach out to somebody, but I was like, and I kind of, I didn't reach out. I just kind of let it affect the conversation I was having. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Just say goodbye and fit and go, like, over to the gym. And then I watched the Steelers game and I felt better. But, like, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's, re- if that's relevant, but I feel like it kind of is. So you want to reach out to somebody and you're in a conversation with that person or somebody else? That person. Oh. Uh, so you mean you want to reach out with them? It seems like I wanted to like, I out. wanted to like talk about like how I was feeling anxious and like. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I haven't been going to the gym much the past month, but I know mm-hmm. the gym is Oh, I had, I had some angry lifts. See, I don't think you can, you got to temper your kind of like, uh, I guess, aggression going into the gym when you're anxious. Because you, I, I feel like I've hurt myself at times. It was from... mostly determined. And the only time I, I guess when I say angry lift, I just went on the bench mm-hmm. inclined, threw like 25s on. And just like pounded as fast as I could, not even in good form. But I feel <laughs> See, like, no, don't do that shit. It's not what. It, look, that's how people hurt themselves. Well, it's whatever. I don't care. No, I, I did just sweep. Cool. Beautiful. Um, yeah, that's how I hurt myself. I was angry. I went to the gym. <clears throat> no, but that's how um, I originally hurt myself. That's an awkward date, and also like a terrible thing to say to another human being in general. I don't like this show that everybody likes. Like, that's risky. Yeah. And the date wasn't already wasn't going well. Well, you usually talk about your likes before you ever get your, to your dislikes. I've noticed that that's something that I, I tend to do a lot. Um, <laughs> you bring up your dislikes? No, but I'm, I'm okay bringing up my dislikes because I feel like conversationally I'm open to a lot of weird avenues. And somebody should be prepared for that if they want to exactly. But you. Yeah, I understand that. But, but, like, so, like, I would be fine talking about dislikes. But if it's just, like, if it is just that negative, just, like, I hate this, and I hate this, and I hate this, and then, like, another red flag um, is talking about exes too much, and how much you dislike this or that about this or that person or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. In, I don't, in, like, I, I, I really, um... In general, not a good first date or second date topic. Realistically, you have to be, I feel like if you want to just harp on dislikes, um, and it's not goaded, like... You have to have at least seen the other person, like, not dressed up. Like, just like, I got home from work, I put my sweatpants on, you see me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Once you get to that point, I think it's like it's okay to just, like, bitch and moan. Yeah. Because everyone wants to bitch and moan, but, like, you don't do that when you're on a date. Yeah. Yeah. When I personally, um, I don't that's like not, bitch that's not and a very, very well-thought-out... No, I don't mean like bitch. I mean just like general, just like complain. I don't. You don't. Ha- you don't ever have like complaining moods. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, where you're both like at odds, kind of. Just, but not, it's like a more like an annoying thing. Not necessarily like this. Like for example, like I had a bad day at work, and I and so she asked me the lady that I'm um, courting. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it because mm-hmm. you didn't know how to say it on your episode when you and Azure were new. I just said this girl I'm seeing. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, that's what I said, basically. I see her in my dreams. She's not real, but don't tell me that. My pillow. Um, I kind of want to get a waifu pillow. Yeah? With Shrek on it. <laughs> no, that's just, that, that's, that's dumb. But I feel like it would be fun to, like, have, <laughs> to, ex- on. <laughs> have to explain a waifu pillow to somebody. Mm. Like, what if, what if, like, my roommate moved in, when he moved in, like, April... And I just had, like, that pillow. Like, a waifu pillow. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... Mm-hmm. And I seem like... Let's say I seem like a relatively normal person. Mm-hmm. Except the pillow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like a lawyer or something. Mm. I'm... I, I'm... I'm... You're just not... You're not... You should, like, move on. Please. <laughs> what um, are we talking about? You took detours. I'm not willing to explicate on <laughs> You're trying to take us down paths that I'm saying no. We're taking wanna, a right instead of a left. Talk, I just love... Anime is real. I just love... I love that whole side of the culture. 
Um, so I will funny. say anime is awesome. No, um, no, we're not going. If we can't go down the Shrek pillow, we're not going well, down anime. Oh, you crackling your water, bo- water bottle. Water bottle. Yeah, you crackling your water bottle. <laughs> you crackling your water bottle. No, okay, fine, fair. Isn't helping us not having viewers. It's not. Listeners, okay? No, but. No, serious. Seriously. I love anime when it's good. Cowboy <clears throat> Bebop, great. That was um, great. That was a great FLCL, show. awesome. Those two are two of my favorite um, series in general of all time. Um, and there's probably a couple other. Oh, Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, amazing. Did you consider like but, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, an anime? Um, yeah, but more mainstream, man. But I hate I. I loved Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid. Hate Dragon Ball Z. It, because if you go back and watch Dragon Ball Z, it suffers from the same crap that Attack on Titan suffers from that makes me... Attack on Titan... Just for the record, you're going down this pretty much alone. I have no knowledge. Okay, so Attack on Titan is probably... One of the most... I know it's one of the most like well-respected. Well, I'd say it's probably the most, like, um, pop, one of the most popular animes of the past, like, I don't know, five years. I don't know when it first premiered. But, um, it has a huge following, but it suffers from the DBZ effect where you have the plot not moving forward for the sake of trying to stretch this storyline over the course of, like, a 24-episode season. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you have you have these stupid monologues with like the characters. There's one part in Attack on Titan that's just like infuriating, where you have uh, you basically have this one one of the kind of main characters is sitting there on this rooftop. Oh uh oh. What? This might be a flea. Kill it. It's gone. That was a flea. You're bringing fleas in my house? No, you're fucking... You don't have a collar on that that kitty? No. That's not smart with the other one being half outdoor. He's probably bringing them in. Probably. Anyway. Yeah, my grandma and I used to watch Dragon Ball Z um, back when I was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 13 years ago. And uh, she always was like, when's, when's he gonna get there? Mm-hmm. When's Goku? Goku is like running on like the million dragon million miles. Yeah, that that huge. Yeah, the fucking snake they had thing. to take to get to Master Roshi. Or you know, or whoever. When's when's he gonna get? When's he gonna get there? Like yeah. No, was... seriously, that, and that's the thing. It's like so stupid, and Attack on Titan does that, and it's like infuriating because it's just like really. Um, gosh, I don't even know what a good equivalent would be of it, but it's just it's like crap writing yeah. you're stretching out attack on titan i think i think it's something like 20 24 episodes I, for the first season if that was condensed to 12 episodes it would be an amazing yeah i season. watched um i wouldn't even complain about the length i watched the original dragon ball original dragon ball is fine yeah it was really it good. moves yeah it moves. It, it, it's episodic you have like these little stories in each episode yeah. almost not um, the same story stretched out over front of yeah, but yeah, DBZ, yeah. it's like you the, you have a whole battle. That's not even an important battle. You have like a battle where it's like the lowest squad member of the Ginyu Force and it takes like two or three episodes to kill him. And it's just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> the, the, the lowest member you're of not, the Ginyu Force. You're not going to open with the Destructo disc? Like, 
It's the only team. Yeah, right. That's good. Um, so to backtrack. Yeah. Awkward Tinder date. That sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That doesn't suck. It. Maybe that. No, it sucks that that person exists. No, she'll find somebody. She doesn't like the cool. office. Sorry, no. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a hard stance. I don't. Hard stances are very unpopular because they make you look bad. Especially when you're being all like, no, no, she's fine. No, typically I'd probably agree with you, but it's more fun to like disagree right now. She yeah, sucks. Um, she doesn't like no. the office. No, I wouldn't say she sucks. Her taste sucks. Personally. But then she also <laughs> she knew Kung she Pao, sucks. or at least I don't know if she liked it, but she at least knew it. But um yeah, no, I I mean I'm sitting there, I mean I don't understand how somebody doesn't like the office. But mm-hmm. you know, dude, for the longest time I was straight up like a dude, I don't like Archer kind of person. Never but I never actually really watched Archer. I'd watch Frisky Dingo, which is like the spiritual predecessor to uh Archer, and then I watched Archer, and I I think I, I think I got through the first three seasons, and it's like, hilarious, it's like one of the funniest shows, out there. Huh. BoJack Horseman, I've heard I've I tried getting into it. I've watched like three episodes of it. Not a fan, but I've heard great things about it. I bet if I go back and watch like burn through the whole series, I'll like, be sitting there like, try. wow, it was a great show. Yeah. But, yeah. and then you know if this actually. This podcast actually have viewers. There be somebody listening saying, "What? They don't like BoJack Horseman? He doesn't. What the heck?" The thing is, is if somebody makes it this far. Mhm. This is like episode twenty-three, and they're all average two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. two fifteen. You don't make it through a full work week. Have you thought about doing, like, um... I have, but I don't want to change it, because I like the the process. Oh, no, you can still do this, but maybe doing another podcast that's more, like... There's no offense, but, like, I feel like... It's understandable why people wouldn't want to listen. Not that I'm saying, like, (laughs) I can understand why people don't, but, like... No, but the funny thing is, is you can say that, because that's what I say. Nobody should listen to this show. It's two hours of garbage, but I love doing it. The thing, I would love to do, like, a real, like, a real, like, feature, um, because I feel like that would be a lot more concise and better, um, and maybe I will switch the format. I don't know, but... Well, I mean, I was telling you, I think a good format would be, like, even not, like, an improv podcast, but, like, if you had, like, multiple people sitting in, having a conversation, because honestly, um... it's so hard to organize. I mean, hard to organize, but I don't, I don't think it'd be... You could make it happen. Yes. And then you, you get, like, you, over the course of a few months, you record, like, you know, it wouldn't be as consistent with this, but that just means you don't start releasing them until you have, like, 15 I episodes. I don't know. And then you start. I, I just, I feel like this is the one I can do, and so this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always open to doing more and different things and, like, anything. I'm open to ideas, like the RVA Today is one we had an idea for. Mm-hmm. We record four episodes a night. That's, that's, that's a month. You know what I mean? So, like, um, with, like, week or weekday releases or whatever. But just in general, like, yeah, I'm, op- I, like, like, like I'm open to doing things. I just need a good idea. And, like, yeah, I've, I've, I've had serious thoughts, and I think eventually I probably will change the format where it's just an hour long, and I try to get through the same amount of material in an hour. And then, you know, maybe people will listen and make it, like, a season two thing. Like, season one was all, like, crazy, and season two's different. Um, but, I, I like, like I said, I don't want to... 
beg for views or like search for views and listens, downloads, whatever. Like, I'm happy doing it because it's the, it's doing the show that's fun. Mhm. And I don't care if people listen or not. Yeah. But I I also would like to do a, a different show where I do care that people listen. Mhm. Like I d- I definitely get that. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like this one's hard enough to do right now. Like, D- this is going out tomorrow morning. Yeah. Good luck. No. It did is. you um? Did you have Wade like contact you about doing like a, a hockey podcast? No. Really. Wade. Wade. Wade doesn't like it that much. I guess. Aww. A cocky podcast. I guess you can't tell me about it. Hockey. Oh, why would why would I do a hockey podcast? He said that when he was here doing his episode that I guess you invited him to like use my studio yeah yeah absolutely yeah and then he was like him and our friends uh Leon and Sam have been wanting to do like a hockey podcast I'd be more than I'd be more than happy to host them for sure I I, I wouldn't even be in it Wade I thought Wade had hit you up no but I think, I think what happened was Sam was, like, too busy or something, and so they just trashed the idea or something. I don't know. Next season. Mm-hmm. Or mid-season. I don't know. Yeah, if you do talk to him again, let him know. I'm, I'm super down to host. But I can give him a key. He's so busy, too, though. Yeah, he has been really busy with his job and everything, which is good mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Not the first time ASMR has been done on the podcast. Oh. It's actually how it opens. Episode zero it opens with my friend Tom doing ASMR. Is it good? Oh, God. Yeah, it's really good. I've seriously considered doing ASMR. Why would you want to do ASMR? Because I use ASMR. It helps me get to sleep. Well, why would you want to make it? Um, straight up. Uh... When I first got the idea was to study for tests. Like, do you I was going to whisper yourself? definitions. So I would fall asleep listening. Because then if I wouldn't get asleep, I'd be like, well, at least I'm fucking thinking and listening. This, I would get, if, if, if I was me, I would want, like, if I was you, if I, was you I want Azure to record, do it. I would like to listen to my, my significant other's voice. I wish they could hear you chew. Um, I could see that, but that's better idea. I, I the thing is, I hate my voice. I wouldn't want to listen to my own voice. I've got like a dainty little voice, so I think it'd be good. You for don't have a dainty little voice. <laughs> I have a dainty little voice. If anybody has a dainty little voice, it's me. <laughs> yeah, and then you're. Somebody else comes in the room. <laughs> Guys, if <laughs> anybody's got... Wait a minute. And then all of Richmond's in the room. No, I got a... Uh, I like how that just went from, like, one person to Richmond. No, your voice is definitely... Does that, does that include the suburbs? No, what were we going to say? My voice is definitely... Definitely, like, bottom five voices I've ever heard. <laughs> well, no, I, I know you're joking, no. but 100% No, I your agree. voice is, uh, it's definitely not as, um, dainty as mine. You don't think so? No. I feel like you my... got a normal guy's voice. I have a normal. Okay. I have like a. I have, my my voice sounds like I'm slurring. I think. If you Dude, like... I've had so many people like ask me if I'm gay, just because I have like a feminine voice. 
Really? I think that's one of the big things. I 100% don't think you have a feminine voice. If that makes you feel better at all, Aww. like, like you have a, like, a nice voice. Mm. Pleasant voice. Oh. Ooh. That's the worst thing about having people on the show is when they have a better voice than I think I have. Like, fuck. Fuck This you. guy's trying to show me up. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Wade. <laughs> I was about to say. Wade, God, uh, damn. Patrick Allen. Not familiar. He's a coalition guy. Okay. He was my TA. Okay. Um, he's in Da Vinci. There's no point in trying anymore because you don't know this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone. Yeah, I think ASMR, I think it'd be a cool thing to do. And I've been thinking about doing it. I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, I could ask you to use your studio. Absolutely. My studio and, is And uh, at VCU, I could go use the studio there. Mm-hmm. I actually used a VCU camera this past weekend. How? My, uh, the, one of the guys at the event I was working... Um, he has access. Oh, cool. Yeah, so nice. he, he got one of those shitty cameras. How was it? The event? Or doing the little project. It was great, the little project. It, it was great. Um, only thing is... Well, yeah, is, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really... I, I don't... I don't really know what it was. I'm not good at uh, what I was doing. It was more about experimenting and trying. I'd be a good organizer for it. I could coordinate um, getting that done with different people who knew what they were doing with the camera. But as far as... Doing it with the camera, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a bunch of footage, and so now my goal is to try and turn it into something decent to give yeah. them and say, hey, thanks for letting me go to your event for the whole weekend. Here's something you can use. Sealed with a kiss. Seal it with a kiss. What, that's, a, that's a Kanye thing, isn't it? No. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe. It is. I don't on a college dropout or college registration, late registration. Seal with a kiss is like Kanye didn't two, come up with two seal it in a kiss. That's okay. what it was. That's what you. There, I was about to say Kanye was not come up with seal seal with a kiss. It's no, been he, around. He invented since it since women he had had coined lipstick, the phrase at least since since kisses could seal things. Mm. Since there were envelopes in the hands of humans, with I lips. think mine and ended it. I think mine was like you can't go further back than mine. Kanye? No, since lips could seal things. Since kisses could seal things. Dude, you think they had English back when lips could originally seal? That's what I've been trying to get better with, like, um, impersonations of singers. Gosh, what was, I, I was watching some recently where they he brought out Seal. Um, maybe it was improv that I saw. Somebody did that. I feel like someone did do that. Yeah. Oh, it was um, it was Zane. He was um, oh fuck, it was um, god damn it, he was son of a bitch. It was on stage. It was definitely on the stage. I remember. Yeah. Somebody saying that. Dude, I there's so many things that like I'm waiting for people to reference when we get on stage. With our group or? Yeah. Like what? See, I don't want to tell you because then you'll try to force it. Oh yeah. How about how about is there someone? Is it just me or is it other people? No, anybody. Anybody can bring it up because I like one thing that I 
Well, this isn't something... Because I almost don't want to tell you this because this isn't something I don't want to be like have you try to force on stage but or I don't, anything. I, I would I would try to not force it specifically yeah. if you told me. But um, yeah, I've been trying to work on like not really work on it, but just like uh, impersonate singers. Oh, yeah. Like after Bonavere, I was I was just like driving in the car later that night after I dropped Azure off and I'd gone to the library and I was just like. Trying to do like a Bonavere, like doing an ad for like a Radio Shack Black Friday deal. What is Bon? What does he sound like? It's sound like this. It's sound like this. It sounds like oh, I love that. I love that. Like yeah, he's got like a quasi falsetto falsetto voice, which is what I've heard quasi. people. Yeah, because it's not really. It's like falsetto is usually like a weaker kind of like. You know. Yeah, I know. I know what a falsetto is. You hear a falsetto? It's higher than the rest of voice. You know, falsetto is higher than really higher than the rest of the voice. But for him, it's like it's higher pitch. But it's like you can tell he's not going to that upper register, which is cool. But he he killed it the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I forgot to watch the snap. Was not you. a fan of Bonavere before seeing him. Really? Yeah. I have not that I disliked him. Bonavere songs. What? I said I'd listen to maybe one or two of their songs. Yeah, I'd maybe listen to five. and um, Oh, maybe I'd listen to six. I think it was seven, actually. <laughs> you know what? No, I'd listen to, like, I did five. listen to that one song twice, so maybe it was eight. Uh, yeah. You know, now that I think about it, if we're going off of uh, plays. <laughs> no, I, um, <laughs> I was not... I was just indifferent towards Bon Iver. I respected him, but I was indifferent towards his music. It never really grabbed me. But that, that might have been the most incredible show I've ever been to. Wow. And I've been to... Had the surprise I've been over. to like 10 shows. What? Had the surprise go over. Oh, actually, um, here. It'll catch the audio on... Uh... Great. Finally, we get to hear Azure on the show. Do you think she'd want to do the show? Yeah. She's a... Uh, I mean, she's becoming an art teacher. She's really into art. So she's creative. So ba she'd... yeah 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 Let me see it. So, I guess to preface this, she, so her name is Tiny. she's a big, um, gimme, 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 wait, Jonathan, Azure's, Azure loves Bon Iver, and Bon Iver came to the National, but the tickets sold out really quick, and she couldn't get tickets in time, even though she really wanted to go, and so, for a surprise Christmas gift, I got her tickets to the show, and um, I tricked her into thinking that we were going to see Tiny Bladders, um, but really we were going to see Bonavere, and she didn't know until like we were parking to go walk up to the National. Because the National is like five, six blocks away? Yeah, we just parked by Saison, and then... So her name is Tiny Bladders. So say it with me. What? Our, our improv team name is Tiny Bladders. Tiny Bladders? Yeah, so say it with me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to see? We'll do it together. Are you ready? Are you, Are you ready? ready to see? Tiny letters? Bonavere! What? I got us tickets to Bonavere. What? We're going to Bonavere. Are you serious? Yeah. D mm hmm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So 
Um, yeah, um, dude, we got there, and, like, they didn't come on for, like, a fucking hour. Yeah, I Which was... happens at every show. I hate that shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was, he was amazing. She was super surprised. We were, we were walking, and we were, like, a block away, and she was saying how she was, like, almost about to cry. She was, like, really excited. And that she had never had somebody, like, do that with a gift before, like, surprise her like that, so it was pretty, pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was honestly an incredible show. He was so humble. He uh, he talked to the crowd on but that place was packed. at least four or five occasions. Yeah, it was absolutely packed to the brim. It was, it was packed. And it was the most lively crowd I've maybe ever been in. Where every chance the crowd got, they were cheering him. And just, like, you could tell the crowd fucking admired this guy. He throughout the show was like wiping his eyes, like he was getting like emotional about stuff. And um, uh, there's one part where he brought uh, he brought Bruce Hornsby, who used to be in the Grateful Dead, onto the stage to play the piano part for one of his like two of his songs. And then when he left the stage, gave him a big hug, and. Uh, like, it, it just seemed like he was, like, kind of crying, just, like, wiping his eyes. Like, and he was like, wow, I just played with Bruce Hornsby. Like, you know, what is that? That's so crazy. And, uh, yeah. And he, and the show was mostly just him. Which he said later on towards the end of the show how cool it was that uh, Bon Iver was ten is 10 years old this year. And that this has been his first opportunity to really play all these songs just by himself since Bon Iver got big. And so this, like, all of this was really special to him. And, uh, like, I, I can imagine for him it just made, like, the experience way more intimate. But, uh, he was just talking about how, like, he was, like, thanking the crowd for, um, supporting him and allowing him to do something that to him felt, like, really real and endearing. Um, and how that's, like, really it can be hard to find something like that in life, but he was so appreciative that he was given the opportunity to do that. And, uh, there was, throughout the show, there was a f many tracks that were just, like, really, like, emotionally moving, but there was one track that he has off of his most recent album that was co-produced by Kanye West, I think. Um, he has, on this most recent album, like, a lot of audio effects, like, uh, there's some auto-tune thrown in there and some other, like, uh, vocal effects. And for one of the songs that he did, um, one the effect that it's having on its voice, his voice is, you can hear him singing, but then there's also, like, uh, it takes his voice and does, like, a deeper, like, robot-sounding version of his voice. And that song was, like, fucking, like giving me goosebumps when I was listening to it because it's this song where like you know he's singing and playing piano for one measure and like saying these words and then it's silent and they starts it back up but the the bass and the 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 auditory landscape of what he incorporates in the song with his voice and like this really deep like keyboard part is just like 
it was like, it was like heavy. Like I was sitting there like getting almost like the kind of emotion I would get from like a really intense like metal show where I was just like, holy shit, this is like awesome. So yeah, the show is like incredible. I, I don't think like, I would say I've never gone, I've never come away from a show um, garnering so much respect for an artist just in this, over this, the span of the show. Yeah. So, that it's sense. crazy. Because I had heard from my physical therapist that um, he had also never really been in the Bonavere and then saw him, I guess, in D.C. or Charlottesville a couple months ago. And um, the same thing he was saying. It was just like, you can't replicate what that guy does with the atmosphere when he's playing for all those fans of his. And just like, it was the same, like, I totally get it. Like, I'm seeing him Thursday and I can't wait to talk to him about it because like, it was just, it was incredible. Yeah. But um, honestly, I've like thought about it. It could maybe be like the best show I've ever been to. Sounds and I've been to a lot of different shows, so and I love music, so seen a lot of different bands of a lot of different genres, seen Kanye West, Black Dahlia Murder, Mars Volta, to stuff like Passion Pit, and Matt Kim, Matt and Kim, and Black Party and Offspring, and and uh, have you ever seen the band Lit, <laughs> alternative rock band Lit? Cars in the front yard, <laughs> and I'm sleeping with my clothes on. Come on, Jeffy Lube. No, those guys are playing at like conventions for like human. I'm gonna be going to a human resource management convention one day, and it's gonna be special recording artist Lit is in the house. They'll be doing gray and balding. They'll be doing an acoustic unplugged set. The car is in the front yard, and, and I'm he's, he's taking the mic off to like get people to sing. Fell <laughs> asleep on the couch last night, and you're dead. <laughs> we rewrote the lyrics to better suit our current lives. Tomorrow, like, what's going on with us? <laughs> Alternative rock band lit. I wonder if they ever won any awards. They had to have. I'm gonna get water. Say more things by yourself. Do you need anything? Um, I'm, I need to go to the bathroom actually, but I'll wait. Um, you can just do that here. Yeah, pause we'll it. Pause. They won't know the difference. They will. There'll be no difference in. Hey Matt, do you want a beer? Uh, maybe. We got Yingling. If I put it here, you'll drink it.
don't know if this is an upgrade to PBR, but... Nope. It was free. Yeah! Then it's an upgrade. <laughs> free is an upgrade on anything you I pay for. I have a funny story about that one. Alright, this is a ASMR podcast halftime break. My name is Matthew. Thank you for coming into your cranial nerve exam today. What is your name? Oh, yes. Yes. You're recording. No, it, it was recording. You anyways. didn't record? I didn't. No, yes, it was. And when I saw it was recording, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, oh, I, I'm gonna mess around. What? Yeah. What's the uh, what's the bar? What's the number at the top set? It says your time's up, Matthew. You can go. No, not yet. <laughs> I guess you contractually for another 15 minutes. Um, 15. 15 minutes. Uh, 28. I just didn't remember that, so Tom can edit. Um, yeah. Crack it up with a cool with the boys. That is so meme-tastic. September of <laughs> 2017. This that is tastes so like August. I'm you. Know, I'm just terrible in general with memes. Okay. Oh, dude, memes are not something you reference. <laughs> memes are something you enjoy personally and maybe room. send them to people. If you had, but you I never, would... you never be like, oh, have you seen that meme where yeah, it's like uh, it's the guy, you know, uh Oh man, no, no, he he does that thing, you know, and it's like, okay, so it's, it's, you got this guy and he's like, he's like a stick figure and he's looking at a computer screen and he's like, would you, do you think somebody would do that? And then he looks at you and then he's like, like would somebody just lie on the internet? You know, you think somebody would do that? You've never seen that meme? <laughs> oh, well, somebody said that meme in response to this Reddit comment I made where I was like, uh, you know, and then yada yada. You never, you never reference like that. Got it. Thanks for telling me what not to do. So that's etiquette number one. Okay. No, no we'll, but seriously, we'll, I, um... I wish you would get an Instagram just so I could send you memes. I'm glad I don't, then. I'd have too many memes. I sent... I'm already <laughs> sifting through memes from last year. <laughs> I sent my friend Tom, uh, on purpose. I sent him 16, 69 memes one day. I was dead at work. That's a meme in itself, dude. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I deal with numbers at work all day, and anytime I see a 69, I'm just like, Actually, you know, nice. What are you looking at? So what, how do you know what the time amount is? Um, the bar. It should, is it, it should tell me. I just don't know how to convert it. I haven't done yeah. the math. Um, it doesn't tell you how long it is. Don't mess with the mouse. Don't mess with the mouse? Yeah. Let's, let's, uh. Please don't. Wait, no, can I not go on Google Chrome? You can't. I closed it. Oh, why? We should go, uh, we should look at popular topics of the day and talk about no, it. No, we, no, we can, yeah. get your head off the mouse. No, no, this is not a show, we don't need the computers, come on. This is, oh, we, okay. I can, we, can, we, then, then we don't need amazing, technology. What's this amazing we thing you want? Technology. It's not technology, it's, it's... News. I want to talk about relationships. You always want to talk about, about relationships. I've grown so much since the last time we talked about this. Apparently not. So you just want to talk about it really? No, I don't want to talk about I, I just like talking about the general topic. All right. But you're the host now. You're in the host chair. Okay. You, um, 
You host, but it has to be about... Because that's what the last bit of the show is about. Relationships. Is that why nobody's listening? That, no, that's why it's the last bit. Because <laughs> already... Anybody's already listening can turn it off now. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah. oh, okay. I don't need to watch the last bit. Here's where you clock out. Uh, what? What's there to know? What's there to care about? I don't... I don't know. So you're in a relationship now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's going well. Yeah. I had, um... One of my classmates from 201 on, her and Dashiell were the only people I had had on that were in successful relationships that were more long-term. I think Dashiell was in like a five-year one with Grace. Yeah. And uh, Susan was in like an 18-year relationship or something like that with her partner. Whoa! Yeah. And um, it was really great hearing like her talk about it. Um, hang on. Live on the show. Um, you don't get that on WTF. Am I what, right? blowing your nose? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Throwing it, trying to throw it past your friend. Oh, gosh. And missing the trash I thought can. you were trying to throw it into this candle. No. I'll Keep be going. And so, like, <clears throat> just kind of being in a place where... Because you, you saw me before. Um, oh, you were a wreck. Eyes swollen and blackened from crying. I remember a very, uh, very particular scent about you that just, I didn't know what it was, but it just did not smell healthy. And there was a certain, like, glossy yellow sheen to your, your, your hands. Almost like you had Lyme disease. I don't know. Jaundice. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, also Get say, scurvy. I don't come off well in this, in this, uh, in this bit either. Oh, well. This one's true. <laughs> I can't. I can only hold back for so long. <laughs> um, no, realistically, um, I think when we first started hanging out, because the how I found the coalition uh, was through uh, I call her placeholder number two on the show. Um, she was the. It went on a date to the coalition. KGB was the first show I saw. Cool. And I got the emails and the rest is history. Um, mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, you saw me through that whole placeholder number two bit, and I think you were, I don't know if you were around for, no, you were. Is for, she Voldemort? No, I just don't want to say her name on the show. Mm. Or, the, or the other one. Basically, they're both Voldies. Sure. Yeah. One's Voldy and one's Martin. Ooh. Then yeah, there's there's the names. Yeah. So, Wade Wade Wait, Wait gave me placeholder. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Um... <clears throat> but he is yeah. an English teacher. <laughs> crafty. Um, but, linguist. But yeah, so you saw me in those periods, and like coming out of that, I don't, because we, we kind of, we, we took a break, because I just had so much going on, and you had so much going on, like, I wasn't hanging out with anybody, and you were so busy with school, and your relationship, that it was like, we just took a break from like, other things, to work on other things. Um, and so like, you didn't see... All, like, the growth I felt like I had. Um. Just telling you right now, I did not bring a cupcake or a piece of cake. What do you call or this? Or a greeting card that says, Congrat- congratulations. Wow. I'm growing this is not up. how I thought this would go. <laughs> what? Come on. It's still a good... For me, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's just, it's one of those things that's like, I feel like <clears throat> these kind of conversations are just endless. 
Well, they'll end soon. But for me... And, and just the sense of just, like, everybody's constantly growing. Exactly. But know? the thing is, if you don't stop and assess, then you're not angling yourself towards a goal. I The reason I wasn't in a place that I am now is because I wasn't stopping and, not one, talking to somebody, and two, getting called out on my shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to be alone. Hey, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Gaining a sense of individuality, like... That wouldn't have come if I didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I wish it had come sooner. But I was only talking to females who I was trying to date. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to tell me. Yeah. Not a lot of growth coming from that. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I love talking about it. Because mm-hmm. it's constant growth. It's constant calling myself on my shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I never would have gotten to a place where I would have said, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll talk to you later. And then work through my problems myself. I would have kept trying to keep that conversation going. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's growth, man. And that came through talking to people. And that's why I like to talk about it. Enough <laughs> people being like, all right, John, I gotta go. Well, mostly I let other people talk, but you don't mm-hmm. seem to want to. Well, no. Well, yeah, I, I guess I would say I don't want to. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, I'm just at a point right now where it's just like, um, you know. My whole, all of my thoughts concerning that whole spectrum tie in another person who I don't need to be talking about while I'm presently dating them, unless they're the person I'm talking to about, or it's like my therapist. Yeah. And I'm not asking you to get into those things. You know, for like a platform that's being put out there, like a podcast. Yeah. No, but get in... I, look, one of the If there's something specific you you want to know, then sure. <clears throat> you know, the th- I, from day one, I wanted to be as vulnerable as I needed to be on the show. And so, like, I'm willing to go down any avenue. And I'm not asking you to do the same. But, yeah, I would... As your friend and, and entertainer, like, people love the realness. That is what makes a show a good show. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's an improv thing. Yeah. That's an emotion thing. Like, mm-hmm. in 201, that's a thing that you're supposed to pull from real emotion. I'm just imagining you now, like, <laughs> trying to turn every scene into, like, of, of questions like about, yeah, <laughs> questioning people about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> and then people being like, yeah, I mean, it's real, I guess, but. I or, like, they're, they're, they're doing everything they can to get away from anything that could be a relationship, but I keep turning it into one. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely see what you're saying. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, if there's anything in particular that you want to talk about, but I just, personally, I've, today was like a day where I was in my head about certain things, but more often than not recently, I have been thinking about, like, what I want to do over break with, in regards to really sitting down and thinking about comedy, Mm -hmm. thinking about stand-up routines, Sketch ideas, uh, sketch video ideas. See, and... there it is. Boom. The thing that you are in a place in your relationship where um, I'm going to tie it in because I'm. this is what I love. I love human connection, relationship otherwise. You are at a place where <laughs> you are in a relationship, but it doesn't dictate your life. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, see. no. No, I was just thinking, like, I don't know, this is, like, a really silly thought, but I was just thinking, like, somebody just tuning into a podcast, that you'd be like, 
See, you're at a point where, if I were you, I would be just, you know, I, I cannot help these murderous, raging thoughts. <laughs> but you're at a point where you don't have, a, yeah, I, don't, yeah I, I guess I'm at a good point. I'm not really thinking about, you know, just <laughs> killing everybody I see anymore. You know, I, I, I drive around town and I don't want to, you know, just run my car off the road. That's basically what it is, though. Nah. I mean, a little nicer, but... Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm in a good place, so... But that's the whole thing. It's like, um... I think when you're in a good place, you need to capitalize on it. And Absolutely. focus your efforts on... I mean, I, I personally think it would be ideal if you could just continuously be growing and occupying yourself with productive things towards, you know, what you want to do, which in my sense is creative. At any point in your life, whether it's a good point or a low point. But right now is a really good point, and it's just focusing on finishing school and, um, yeah, just enjoying life. Um, looking forward to the holidays. Looking forward to having free time over winter break to be able to think about this comedy stuff and um, go to more coalition events. And, um... Yeah, because I feel like I was really involved in the theater when I first started. Um, and then school was a big thing that distracted me. But I feel like, especially my relationship with Azure, um, I was wanting to spend all my free time with her that I definitely have spent a lot less time in the theater than I originally was. Like, when I first started, I was there. Like, you were saying you've been there a lot, like... I was there, like, every, at least two nights a weekend for the first, like, two months. Mm -hmm. um, and I, like, you know, it was at every, at John Bly Jam at Improv Mixer, I did that sketch with Patrick, uh, my second week in improv class, um, I decided to do that sketch at Lab, and so I was really just, like, trying to push it and do stuff, and I was, like have these aspirations of doing like stand-up and leading it into doing stand-up and sketches on stage um but um totally got like more um engrossed in trying to like start a relationship with somebody and then come to an understanding of what is a good partner from their perspective of like what they need for me to be supportive and encouraging of them and you know and now I'm at a point where it's just like we've gotten to a good point and we're really good so I am just trying to um coast no I'm trying to uh at least on that front it's like it's fine now so I just want to be able to refocus uh like you're always I feel like there's always something you're trying to work on or you have this desire to work on. And for me, it was like working on this relationship. And now things are going fine. And I want to I want to focus on on working with the comedy more. Because mm -hmm. I sat down after the Bon Iver show. Um, the day after Sunday or no, yesterday, it was Monday. Um, I sat down and played guitar for like half an hour and then just realized when I was done playing guitar, I was like, I, there's, I don't, I don't know if I ever foresee myself getting back into music because I'm just so far gone from how decent I was of a guitar player that I have so much work to do and it's not even just like, oh, I just needed to 
get good guitar again. It's like, I need to strengthen my shoulder. Uh, I need to make therapy, sure my back's yeah. not messed up. And, like, really right now, I mean, I'm excited <clears> for this break because I just want to, like, uh, I want to do all the stuff that I've been doing with my PT. I want to, like, do it even more and be able to be lifting by the time I get back into school in January. And I want to also be doing a lot of comedy stuff, at least in my mind of formulating stuff um, and trying to produce ideas with, with people so that I can kind of go into next semester with like on a roll of like being committed to the gym and in comedy. Cause those are two things I get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of, but um, yeah. So it's like the whole relationship thing. It's like, you know, I, every relationship has its ups and downs, but I think for us, we had like a rocky start. Um, and then it hit a point where, uh, it was realized that, you know, at least with my partner, she was still guarding herself and hadn't let her walls down. And then once she recognized that on her own accord, um, cause I didn't even know that that's what was happening. But once she realized that, like since then it's been uh extremely healthy uh-huh so it, now it's just it's funny to think about know. that as a concept because that's what fucked up my two previous relationships the voldy and mort mm-hmm. yeah people not le- willing to let you in yeah that, and th- that's like a very and i mean that transcends like all you know human re- interaction like that like yeah being comfortable letting somebody like see your true self or whatever yeah or give them the space to like affect you i don't know but that's definitely a weird thing it was so it was funny because at first you were like if you have a question we can go there and now i was like i have a question and then you started to roll with it and i was like mm. oh wait what's your question i wanted to talk because you you said you mentioned it twice when there was at least an hour in between each of those about like getting in your head mm-hmm and I feel like anxiety is a human thing. Everybody has it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I don't I don't have a question formulated. But, like, in general, um, that seems like a struggle that I have a lot. And I'm trying to figure out how to manage it and, like, what to do. Because there was, like, a good month where I was just anxious all the time. I think that was when I was leaving my old job. Where, and I didn't have a job for a little bit. And then I was at a new job. Like, that whole, like, month of, like, just, oh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like, I didn't go to the gym at all. I took, like, a month and a half off. And I'm so busy now, I can barely go. Or I'm so tired when I get home, I can't go. So, like, shit. And then, I don't know, like, just kind of, like, like, get into a place where that doesn't tackle you as hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I think managing anxiety is, it's a really effort and time consuming process that it takes, it takes a lot, it takes a lot more effort, I think, than time, but it definitely is a time commitment. Um, but, you know, I think it's hard, especially why you see it as being an issue for young men, because I think from my perspective, it's like the ones who have the worst anxiety are these kids, which I'm one of them, who are these like former, formerly like video game players, and so it's like you could, you could play video games and escape, 
and be fine and you could run away from your problems and just play video games and have fun you could interact with your friends online but then you get to a point where it's like eventually like you don't just want to be playing video games all the time you don't have all your friends playing video games all the time you don't just want to get high all the time you don't just want to do this and do that to deflect from things and you want to start doing positive stuff that's gonna like really be like the best way to do it but you know I think plenty of people that when they get to the point of realizing that they have to do that are at a point in their lives where it's not like they're in high school and it's easy. It's, al- it's th- almost like it's a too late feeling. Yeah, but also then you think about it, like in high school it would have been just as hard, but you just romanticize like rose tinted glass- glasses, like I had so much time, it would have been, been so easy to yep. yada yada. No, because back then it's like you were immature and it would have been just as hard to have just actually been mature and listened to adults who were like, get good grades, yeah, yeah your junior year is important, yada yada yada. You know, no, do this, crap go like do that. that, join a club. Yeah, exactly. People earlier in at VCU being like, hey, make sure you get an internship. And now I'm like doing an internship thing now with Elwood, but I was the, stressed you, about that can earlier. You're hitting the desk. You're affecting the audio. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I want other than getting high, like all that applies to me. Like honestly, but like, that was all like college for me. Yeah. I love I love video games and I I honestly really wish I had a system right now, but I can't afford a system right uh, now. You have a Chromebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can totally play... Uh... Solitaire. Yeah, holy shit, you're right. Bubble, what's that bubble popping game? Oh. The shooter on the... Bejeweled? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I the bubble, bubble popping game, Bejeweled. Mm. I got gems, you pop them out. Something like that. Tetris, who knows? But... You know, I don't know, it's it's strange. Uh, but anxiety, I mean, it's it's a personal discovery, and for me personally, I'm just somebody, um, I have, since I've come down here for college, which was, you know, it's been six years now, um, I have been introduced and exposed to a lot more people my age who take antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. Holy shit, there's a lot. In order to deal with it, yeah. It's, like, I know a lot of people that do that. And um, there's plenty of people that you interact with that you don't even know do that, and you wouldn't even guess that they would. Mm -hmm. But um, me, personally, I feel like that, for me personally, would benefit me, but it's an absolute last resort for me. Same. Um, I think that is going to be something that if I ever take antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, it's going to be something really traumatic, something really traumatic or just something very, you know, if it's something like, say, you know, whether this relationship or a future relationship, it becomes really committed and then something just, it blows up in my face very, very, uh, dramatically. Something like that, that would just like destroy you. You know, yeah, it would just leave me very emotionally affected. Hollow. That's that would maybe be a problem, <clears throat> or maybe something like my parents died in some tragic car accident or something. You know, yeah, knock on wood, something. Is wood behind you? Um, who's that? <laughs> uh, but, comedy. Uh, comedy. But no, I just uh, I personally know for me that working out. Works for me. Music used to work for me. 
but mm-hmm. you know that that's not a thing anymore. But also, music was a thing that I got. I got like, for my own standards, I was a mediocre guitar player. At best, I was a decent guitar player. There's a lot of people that told me I was like a really good guitar player, and a lot of people that told me that I was like really great, and that they were surprised that I didn't like start a band or anything, or didn't try doing this, doing that. And I honestly didn't just because I was like so uh, in such a bad spot and so anxious and socially anxious and was so stoned all the time that I never got to the point. Like I would have had to meet somebody in a chance occurrence and talk about music and then have to be like, oh yeah, let's, you know, we'll start a band. And I'd met so many people over the course of my life that I really connected with on a personal level. But when it came to trying to do something like a music project, they were never like as committed as me. But so I, the thing about music though with me was I was not as dedicated as I could have been to getting better and to doing more. And I regret it so much. But now that I have comedy, that's why I'm like Dedicating a little more ambitious in the sense of like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to try to get like a house team. I mean, if I really were to think about it in the context of what I, how I thought about things when I was a kid or when I was in high school with music, you know, I just want to take comedy as far as I could but right now I I feel like that's something outside of the realm of my current situation I feel like if I were to do something like move away and go to a bigger city to try and you know cut it in like a bigger improv scene it would have to be like something where I had nothing holding me back from moving away here so but now I'm in a good spot I got family I got a girlfriend I've got school I've got a lot of friends here but um, I'm ambitious in the sense of just I really want to, I really want to do stuff at Coalition and do comedy stuff. But um, you know, anxiety will always be there. I know that even if I do these things that I want to do, it's just gonna be something else that I want to do, that is further, or is maybe, um more of like a horizontal movement where it's just something different you know i i my brother's always been the way of like he is really good at a bunch of different things um he has had so many hobbies that he's gotten obsessed with for like six months and then goes on to the next thing i've always been afraid of that huh i've always been afraid of that well my brother now is just a very well-rounded and like you know like it's worked out for him. He's very well-rounded. He's knowledgeable about a bunch of different things. And he's got a bunch of hobbies, like, you know, and, um... The, the jack-of-all-trades master of none kind of trope. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I'm more so, more so the type of person who likes to focus on, like, one kind of thing. I want to be, I want to be really good at something. I don't know. Here's something that I've been struggling with, and I really want, I really want to figure out why or something. Um, I have this need to, like, be impressive to people. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Like, here, can I give you an example? Mm-hmm. When I started my job, <clears throat> I was uh, what was called a sales coach. And to me, when people, because people ask you, especially because, you know, I'm a, I was a single man, um, they ask, what do you do? You had to explain it. Um, and then I always preface it, oh, I'm not doing what I want to do. Is this a temporary job, whatever. I got moved up to basically to where I could say I work in finance 
And to me, that sounds way more impressive, so I'm way more comfortable talking about it. Yeah. Like, that, to me, sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, like, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and then, like, wanting to be really good at something so that someone can say, you're really good at this. Like, yeah. On one hand, I know it doesn't matter or mean anything. Like, I want to do these things because I really want to... Like, I want to be good at comedy because I think it's fun and I really enjoy it. Or I want to be good at music partially because I really enjoy it. And the other part, with, along with comedy, is also I want to perform. I want people to think I'm good at something. Like, I guess it doesn't really go f- much farther beyond that. I mean, yeah, I um, I understand that idea, but for me it's more so on a personal stance. Like, when I get up on stage, I like, this is going to sound no, do it. arrogant, but, like, I know I'm funny. Yeah. So getting up on stage, it's not a thing of, like, I need to impress these people. I, when we got up on stage for the first Tiny Bladder show, I was sitting there... Like, I texted you, I think, or told you or something. I was like, we, we need to... We need to get out there. We need to get out there. Not We need to be fearless and just get into the scenes and make these people want to be on a team with us. And that's the only time I've ever had being up on stage where I was like, I need to... Ball up. I need to... Yeah, like, I need to, like, not impress them, but, like, I need to show them that, like, I am, like... A, up to snuff. Yeah. Well, that... You know, just show them, really, because, I mean, it's like anything in life. It's like, how many times have you sat there and been, like, um, I mean, I guess a good, I mean, I I was going to say a good way of seeing it would be in a sense of, like, romance, but I think it's even better to think of it in a sense Mm -hmm. of, like, a a social, like, befriending situation where you're like, ah, if I wasn't such a fucking buffoon and I actually, if that person would know me for myself and know the totality of my personality and my being then they would actually appreciate me and they would like me. But, you know, that's the whole thing going out on stage is like, there's been a few shows um, where going out there, I guess the only one I can really think of was the one where you, me, Smokey, and Brittany. And Patrick. The last lab. Yeah. That one, I was like actually like legitimately like nervous. Is it because, because who we followed? The cast of like, yeah, it was because we followed people that, like... Had been performing forever, and we're all, like, students. Yeah, exactly, and I was like, we're gonna, like, asshats out there and, like, completely, like, just, like, be a hurdle for the vibe of the night to where, like... Ooh, that's a good phrase. I love that phrase. You know? That's a great Yeah, phrase. like, we're gonna be sitting, the vibe's going fine, and then, like... You know, like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, good thing that shitty improv troupe is off the stage. Yeah. We can get back to laughing now with this... this yeah, With Dad Salad coming up, you know? But, um... No, I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree. Like that was that was the that was what I was. Feeling no, I mean too. that like Dad Sal is actually like legitimate. No, no, that's what I. I know. Yeah. That's what. But that's what I'm saying. It's like we. Um, but um. Yeah, but and that and that's kind of yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. But I mean, it's just um. So that that's I'm I was I was saying before that there's been a few shows, but that's there's been a few shows where I've been nervous, but not like show shows. Like my first improv mixer and my first John Blight jam, I was really nervous. Like, my first scene was with O'Brien, Clatterbuck, and, like... The Buck. The Buck. And and then my second scene, too, that night, I was really nervous. But then I had people afterwards telling me that, like, I was great. I seemed like a natural. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's nice because, like, getting, like... The whole thing about improv is that the amount of people throughout life 
and throughout the world who would actually have the balls. And I guess that's, I don't even, I'm sure there'll be a new, like, gender-neutral way of saying that eventually, but... Yeah, the gall. The gall. The audacity. There are only so many people who would have the gall and, like, I, I wouldn't even say bravery or competence, but people who would have maybe the stupidity, the foolishness to go out on stage and be like, oh, we'll see if this works. Like, there's only so many people that are going to do that. But then you get into that and, you know, um, being somebody who actually, like, gosh, I don't know where the hell I was going with this. But, um. Go on stage and not have an idea what they're doing. I guess I was going with nerves. But, um. No, it's just, it's, um, I guess we were going off the original point of wanting to impress people. Yeah. Like, for me, it's, like, I've been part of sets that don't get much laughter, but for me, it's all, like, I know I need to put in the work to get, you know, funny, and I know there's going to be dead sets. I've seen great sets by improv artists, improv comedians at Coalition who don't get laughs, just because the crowd is a bunch of, like idiots Uh they're just a bunch of like half tired like morons who are just like you know just like you know yeah half drunk half tired like but um i don't i don't have any for me it's not like i need to go out there and impress these people the whole thing for me is like i literally just need to like actually show who i am because i know like, I, I'm not a confident person in m- many aspects of my life, but comedy is something that I know, like, I can, I can't have confidence in. Yeah. And so, like, getting out there, um, I don't feel like I have to impress anybody, but more so in social settings, I get that whole vibe of, like, yeah. um, what, going off of what I said earlier, like, you know, it's a shame this person can't understand the totality of my being, you know, know me actually as who I am because they would, then they could have more of a, an actual opinion of me. But the whole thing is like, I'm somebody that it, I think a really good example is people that I work with. There have been so many people, there's been a few people that like, two people come to mind. There's one guy who I was friends with, like friendly with, um, when he first started working there, he's, uh, like, a manager at my work. And, uh, you know, didn't really know him well. just knew him by name and was, like, kind of friendly with him, with him uh, his first month. And then, like, after that first month, we were both at the same bar together. Like, New Year's last year or around, like, after New Year's, a few days after. And, uh, like, bought him and his girlfriend a drink and we're just chatting them up. And, like, we hit it off. And me and him were really, really cool until, like, um... And just until a point where it's just, like, I could tell that there was, like, a, a change of vibe and, like, I was awkward around him. And I was going through, like, a rough time with, like, anxiety and whatnot. Um, and so I wasn't talking as much to anybody. And just since then, have not been the same with that guy. There's another guy who was a customer and then started working there. And when he was a customer, I always felt, like, a cool vibe with him. And, like, we are really friendly with one another. And, like, uh, he was really cool. But then he started working there. And then, like, completely just seemed like you never wanted to talk to me and shit. But the interesting thing is, like, you also have to, like, I guess in a social setting, have the compromise of, like, 
I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this person doesn't actually, actually know who I am because I'm not social right now because I'm tired, you know, I'm at work. But then they're probably going through the same thing. I, I feel like ever since Baldy, with Mort being on dates with who I'm seeing now, it's been a lot of um, feeling feelings like that. Mm-hmm. Feeling like... Like, I, I don't know, like, Mort gave me a lot of shit with, like, not feeling accepted and, like, rejecting my, my person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, like, maybe you, I just put her on this, like, standard. I put myself way below without even, like, having a reason to. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed, like, like with you, like, I never felt like I had to impress you. Because mm-hmm. I felt like you genuinely liked me. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Well, even then, like, I'm just somebody, I think it's, like, absolutely ridiculous there are people out there that will not give somebody a second or third or fourth or fifth chance. Like, it's just, people are, you can never, you can never just sit there and assume that somebody's just not in, like, a bad spot in their life, even mm-hmm. if you don't like them. Like, you know, like, I hate to say it, hope my roommate doesn't ever listen to this, but I, my, one of my roommates now, it's like, he's just coming off the antidepressants. Uh, he was on antidepressants for, like, a year or two and just came off them when I moved into the place back in August. And he, like admits to me like he's just not social like he doesn't go out and do do things he has friends and there's people he could go out and hang out with but he's like a homebody um and he, but he, when i'm at home i'm like i do not want to talk to anybody yeah. i just want to sit there and there's been so many times where he's like talked my ear off about like nothing stuff about basically it almost like i know from his standpoint you know, we're buddies, so he's just talking to me about some, like, emotional shit that he's dealing with, about depression and whatnot, and is, like, explicating on it. From my perspective, I almost feel like he's talking to me like he would, like, a shrink. But from my perspective, I'm just, like... I still give him, like, so many chances just because I know he's in a bad spot in his life, but it's, like, half the time when I am there hanging out with him, like, I'm the one who's having to, like, after, like... 10, 15, 20 minutes, like, having to walk out of the living room and go into my room, even though I was, like, posted up in the living room and doing homework, and, and or, like, watching something. I, like, have to, like... Not be in that space Yeah, anymore. exactly, because, you know... Yeah. But, uh, the next day I'll come back, and, you know, it'll be fine, and I, you know, I won't... Until he does it again. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'll just get myself away from it. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's, it's silly that people, um... There's people out there who are just, like, so quick to judge. Because that's just, I mean, one, is it just un- unfair, I guess, in a sense? It's just really ignorant. You're really ignorant if you think you should just judge something off of its face value or first impressions. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a lot more underneath. A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, anyways. Like your Yankee candle. My sister got that for me. It was the only birthday present I got this year. And on that note, all I will say is... Don't blow it out. We can blow it out. Smells divine. Yeah, we were... Me and Azure were going... uh, She was doing gift shopping at Walmart Walmart recently. And then we went another time. Like, Thanksgiving night we went and did, like, some Black Friday shopping. We kind of got roped into it with our friends. Um, And uh, we were at Target... And, like, the night before, she's getting presents for a friend who's 
birthday is on Thanksgiving. And she got her a, can a candle, and I was sniffing through every candle um, in the aisle. <laughs> it was just like, she started walking away and shit. But um, when we went with all her friends, everybody was sniffing those candles in that aisle the next night. And guess who was sniffing right along? Your double, oh. Yeah, she was sniffing right along. She went from that oh so God, stupid to... So just always be true to yourself, John. Accidentally delete it. No, I won't, because you can just um, undelete it. That, I'm glad it cut off there, though. Cool. All right, last thing. We're just sitting in my room. That's how we end the show. You know how it goes. Last time, last time I think you picked that rubber knife that was on my end table that you could see but can't see. Remember, remember though, you're away from the mic, just, you know. Yeah, no, I'm looking around. And, uh... There's a lot of shit. Is that a security camera? What is that? It's a camera. Is a camera? Seriously? Yes. Why? Okay, I've told this story. Okay, can, can, can I tell the story off camera? Is that not weird, people? So, look, person, I should say person listening to this, the one sister. person. Look, you, I will, I you're will, the only person. I don't listen, I don't listen to this shit. Um, you I'll, listen back and you hear your voice and be like, God, I'll explain the cameras aft, off mic. I've done it 80 times on mic. Okay? I'll tell you the story. Just pick something else. Well, you gotta move that camera or else that's gonna be the answer every time. Apparently like, I do. Videotaping too? Um, yeah, I think definitely, I think, would the, be this receipt. <laughs> the Whataburger receipt? Yeah, the receipt with your, uh, name. Oh, hello, my name it. is, yeah. That's been picked before. This is no fun anymore. Yeah. I gotta hide my, I gotta hide all the weird, if, if someone picks something, I gotta throw stuff. it away. Let's look over here. Let's see, weirdest thing. Those are video games. Yeah. Doesn't mean there's not anything weird over here. I haven't played like three of those. Oh my god. What do you got? Oh, Who that's is Rocky Botolato. Oh my god, he's incredible. Okay. He's incredible. Mom, Siam. It's Ty. That's my old landlord. She's a psychopath. But she makes good Ty. It's, uh. Alright. Yeah, I guess it is Ty. I thought it was Vietnamese. No. Um. Gosh, I'd say the weirdest thing is your room is you got this binder and it doesn't say heavy duty on it. <laughs> the other one does. Oh, you got a slinky. That's, that's actually cool. That's not weird. Weird is subjective. You're really drawn this I guess out. the fact that, like, it's not pulling broken. out this slinky just... There is pubic hair strewn all throughout <laughs> the slinky. That's what do you how do? they come nowadays. What do you do with that's the slinky? That's how they come. I got uh -huh. a cheese wheel down there. Is that why you chose this apartment? Is because there's a stairwell? <laughs> yeah, the stairwell, the slinkies. Slinky, slinky. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say the pubic hair ridden slinky. No one, no one ever has ever picked that. Well, now if there actually was pubic hair, that'd be the that'd be the weirdest thing. Yeah, that would be weird. And you're still touching it. That'd be even weirder. Um, are you English? So why do you have a British flag? Because that was a Goodwill. Okay, then there you go. That's the weirdest thing? Uh, actually, you know, I'd say the weirdest thing is uh, all your books because you never read any of them. I've because you of, only have them, of them because of that John Waters <laughs> quote about how if you walk in, if you don't know somebody and they don't have books, don't, don't fuck them. On that note. Yeah, you out? I'm out. All right.